right, guys, I got a very unique one this week, and I'm pretty excited about it. Let's get it started. There exists a threat from anti-hunting groups to politicians trying to give our land away, and we won't stand for it. Those vast western landscapes provide the space for our wildlife to thrive and a place for hunters and anglers to fuel the fire that sparks their soul. In this show, we share our love of hunting, fishing, and conservation. Here, we provide the foundation to meet these threats through passion and the grit of the American outdoorsman. Welcome to the Western Huntsman Podcast. Rolling. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this episode of the Western Huntsman Podcast. This is Jim Huntsman, your host, coming at you from the Broken Tan Studio right here in Clark Fork, Idaho. I've got a badass episode. Uh, I could just tell because I, I literally just met this guy and I already really like him. So um, I'm excited to introduce you guys to somebody named, and Orlando, if I screw up your last name, um, don't don't hold me too accountable yet, dude, uh, but Orlando Chiles is on the Ooh. line. Did I say it right? How did I, I do, I really man? like the way you said my name. I really do. I, I told you, man, I grow on people. They, 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 <laughs> eventually, I grow on them. <laughs> that was nice, man. That was nice, man. It's, it's, so... Like I said, geographically, wherever you come from, you can say it kind of however you want to. Uh -huh. like I said that Chile just sound like, you know, just sound awesome. Um, that's that's how it's pronounced. But uh, you can also say Childs because we are in America. You know, we're not in South America or in Africa, but in Africa or South America or Jamaica, we will pronounce it Chile. But here in the good old USA, you would say. <laughs> child so where, really just it's all your groove man where 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 does the name come from like where what so, part of the world well what well, part of the world spain is where it comes from um it comes from spain so the jig it really could be uh anyone who is anyone there one could be actually named Ch child or chile uh okay from japan to the philippines to to uh the Middle East, the America, anywhere and everywhere, a Spanish came through and put his penis inside of a woman. There could be a Childs or a Chiles. Um, so for me, geographically, it came from Jamaica, um, uh -huh. Panama, and Cuba. That's sort of like where where I come from. Cuba has a lot of Chiles. Yeah, yeah. Like a whole lot of you know, and that's kind of where where a whole lot of my bloodline comes from. Uh, Panama also does have some Chiles. When I looked up Chiles, I've seen Panama, Cuba, Florida, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, I don't even know where it comes from because the penises were everywhere, apparently. So, <laughs> You know what's funny is, so I, I was, uh, I, I, and I don't want to sound like my grandpa or something, but, but back in the Marines, uh, when I was in the military, you know how in the military you wear the name tapes? Um that uh, you know has your last name over there over the uh, you know on the blouse you call him a blouse oh and, yeah oh yeah and so uh th th there was there was this dude i think he was like a staff sergeant named uh chiles and there was also this 
lieutenant who, you know, lieutenants are like brand new in the military. They're just out of like school of, uh, or officer candidate school or whatever. So they're kind of boots. Yeah. We call them boots and, and they kind of walk around. Sometimes they're a bit smug, you know, they think they're the shit cause, uh, <laughs> we have to salute them or whatever. But a staff sergeant C has been in the Marines for at least like five, six years. And if you're in the infantry, sometimes even, uh, longer, uh, the and, <laughs> and so this, this Lieutenant was like, Hey, chili. And to the staff Sergeant, he said it like the, like the food chili, you know? And yeah. this, this staff Sergeant turns around and he walks over to this Lieutenant and puts his face right up to his ear. And he didn't salute or anything. This, this butterball Lieutenant's got this look of fear on his face already. And he said, it's fucking chilies. <laughs> I thought the lieutenant was gonna pass oh, out. So, uh, yeah, man. So anyway, you're, I think you're the first person I've met with that last name since that time. So it's kind of cool, man. Well, well, hi. How's it going? Where, where do you? Uh, yeah, where do you live, man? You're down in California. I live in California, man. I'm in the I'm in the Bay Area, smack dab in the middle. Oakland, San Francisco, San Jose. That is like the epicenter of a lot of the frustrations that comes out of the, for the hunting space. Um, and I got a lot of buddies mm. down there. I got a lot of buddies down well, there. Well, 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 I think a lot of the frustration comes from SoCal because, well, I don't really, you know what? I can't really tell you because <laughs> all I can talk to you about is the community that I know and that I fuck with. And as far as the people that I know and that I fuck with and that I go and I interact with, they are all pro. Like, if they see anything in a bill for hunting, they're like, all right, cool. Mm -hmm. Whatever. We don't give a fuck. Like, cool. Whatever. Like, do what you got to do to get what you got to get. As far as, you know, the black community. I I guess I can say the black, the Mexican, and the melanated community, from what I know, is from from walking the streets and talking to people and being come up to wearing my, my Badlands camo. They are, everyone is pro. Do, I, don't, I don't care. Hunt. You want to hunt? Sure. If I see a hunting bill, I'm pro. I'm not anti. Yeah, no, it's, Anybody that's, that I that's talk usually to, so. reserved for the uppity white liberals in like San Francisco. Um, that, that, so, that yeah, like that. <laughs> well, I gotta, I, I do gotta correct you because okay. it's not the uppity white. It is actually a lot of the immigrants that come really? from like Sweden, that come from like, like Germany that end up residing here and they've been here for like eight years. Yeah, bro. Huh. The people I that I've, that. The, and, and, and okay. I can only speak from my experiences. Okay. I can't really speak in general. I'm not speaking for California here. I'm just speaking for people who I bumped into people who I bumped into who are from other countries who have their like San Francisco, how, oh yeah, I'm going to move to San Francisco and this is, I'm mm-hmm. going to, oh yeah, oh, San Francisco. They come here and then they end up changing actually what San Francisco is and then they end up having, they, they, they live here and they have kids here. Like I've seen it, I, like in 2006, back in the day, day, I used to be security. Uh-huh. Back when Twitter first started. When Twitter first started, there was a huge influx of people from like Sweden, Germany, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to like all like Poland, like all these places because they were smart people, they're smart motherfuckers and they're coming here because, you know, the government's 
given that like, everyone's worried about Mexicans, no one's worried about like the everyone else came from Germany and shit coming over here. Like these <laughs> motherfuckers are flying over here legally. Cool, whatever. That's cool. You cool. With it? I don't give a fuck. But find a place here. Do whatever you want. I already think this place is fucked. So if you want to come here, you're stupid. I'd rather just leave this place. But that's my that's my opinion. That's my opinion. Yeah, yeah. But um, um, uh, yeah. Yeah, the residential. Yeah, no, it's horrible residential. And I, we'll we'll get into residential and all that shit. We'll get into all that. But anyway, yeah, um, for sure. Cause they, I, oh, they, uh, sorry. Uh, all these they they come in here and they have these different opinions about things. And a lot of these people end up having kids, and they end up. And right now, those kids are voting age. Right now, 2015 with what 2022. Can they vote? 15, 2015, they're getting ready to vote, right? Mm-hmm. You're getting ready to vote. So all those people that came here in 2015 who, who had kids at you know later age, they're getting ready to vote. And now those opinions are getting ready to be on the on the on the on the front end of California. And that's what's happening. There's a whole huge influx. And then when those people come here and they got a bunch of money and they got a bunch of influence, now they're making them they're influencing people. Now they have like and there's this whole thing about following people, right? And you know, yeah, yeah. Do what you do, but I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm looking past all the bullshit and I'm seeing that there's, it's, it's about money and it's about power and it's about control. And like, I, I don't think people are looking at like, they're, they're, they're painting a picture for, oh, it's, we care about the bears. We care about the bears. No, you don't. Cause if you did, then you would let us hunt bears with hounds because what's happening is these bears were, these numbers need to get reduced period and point blank. And I'm sorry for smacking the mic. These bear numbers need to get reduced period and point blank because if they do increase, then we'll start having crazy ass bear diseases and crazy ass bear stuff going on. Oh, now these motherfuckers are gonna be in your neighborhood, and then you're gonna be mad because there's no hunters. Then you're gonna be hiring a pest control company to come out to take care of these bears when really I can be eating at, at these the taxpayer bears. At, at the taxpayer expense. So, yeah. So nobody will. Uh, yeah, and nobody will end up with the bear meat. Nobody will end up with the memory and the story and the haunt and the. I will. And, you know, you know, I will. Because guess what? Are guess you what? a pest control they, guy? When they do, oh no, I'm quitting my job and I'm pest control, motherfucker. You want to? Hmm. I'm quitting my job. Yeah. You want to? We want to? I'm gonna be pest control Dude, for we'll bears. Dude, we'll team up, man. I'll, I'll come down there. I'll come down there. We'll team up. <laughs> hey, you, that's okay. Get rid of bear hunting. I'll figure out a way, baby. So I that and that that leads me to this question because um, so you and I the first time we spoke was like five minutes before I hit record here. So I, I, I don't know yeah. you, you don't know me. Um, other than I, I want to say it was like a year or two ago. I heard you on Randy Newberg's podcast. Uh, bam, 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 and, bam. yeah. And, and so I, I followed <laughs> you on Instagram and, and I, uh, I get a kick out of the videos you post, uh, whether you're doing like archery or, or whatever in the backyard there. Um, you do a good job at that kind of stuff. It's entertaining. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to hit this dude up and see if I can get him on a show and we'll talk hunting. We'll talk, you know, California working with Randy or whatever you're doing with Randy. Um, cause, uh, I, I, Randy's a great dude. It's, it's actually been a couple years since I've had him on the show. I had to get him back on. Um, cause he's, he's super Randy, insightful. Randy, I can't, the craziest thing about Randy, bro, is like what you see on TV is what you get, bro. Like, there's nothing mm-hmm. else. Like, like, at, like, yeah, I was with Randy on the on the moose hunt, and and but no, I hung out with Randy. Like, that was only a couple of days. We, I had a few days in Montana, and we hung out all those days. 
Yeah. He's a chill ass dude. Like that that's just who he is. And it's mm-hmm. it's so crazy to meet someone who is like just this genuinely like humble hearted individual. Hold on. But um <laughs> but he's the he's like he is who he is. Like that's what you see is what you see. And honestly, he's kind of what inspired me to like go to kind of take off all the all the paint, like take off all the lead, take off all the, the colors and just be a hundred percent Chile from Calvador. I changed my whole name, like because of him. It used to be Buster Black Hunter. Um and I changed it and like it was a switch because, you know, talking to Randy and hanging out with Randy and and seeing that like it doesn't really matter who you are people are gonna like you or they're not gonna like you and if yeah. you if you if you try to like like i was trying this whole like all right let me fit into like what what the what the hunter niche is is is, is asking like what what's okay for for hunters to do and for hunters to talk about because because like let's be honest there is there's a when you're talking hunting there's a specific way that i've seen a lot of podcasts and videos and 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 and, and whatever you want to call it they they kind of talking they communicate and there's this way of sort of like and and yeah so we woke up the next morning and uh it, uh it was very it was, you know what i mean that, dude that and was a so, pretty good uh, impression you know what i'm saying but you, you get what i'm talking about like it's not like like i've talked to you bro i know how you fucking talk that's not how you talk when you're yeah. off the phone but now all of a sudden you're all like yeah so uh i don't know very, what very i don't know what that is you know what either I mean? dude like i don't know what the there is like this weird, and I I've had it sometimes with guests, and, and I, I feel like I have to kind of loosen loosen them up a little bit sometimes. There's like this formality that I think people have to get yeah, when, they, when they're recording yeah. a show, and and it's just never they're been worried, my thing. Like just just be you and talk like they're how you worried about talk. their sponsors. Do they have sponsors? Is the question. I, I have no idea. I, I never. I usually don't even bring that sh- kind of shit up. I, I, it's like you know, I have sponsors on the show, uh, but so, there. I, I mean, it's their fault if I if I piss them off or offend them. <laughs> it's their fault. Like they know who I am, right? And and so it's it's not. I I'm not changing for that. And and <laughs> you must have what kind of soundboard you got over there. I got a Rodcaster Pro, man. I went a little crazy on it. Oh, er- yeah. Everything I do, I go 100%, 100,000% crazy, and like that's my problem. I'm, I, well, and like, yeah, you've kind of done that with hunting, <laughs> and I'm super curious, dude. Like, how did you get into hunting? How did how did it? Uh, where did this come from? Because uh, you're a pretty passionate guy about it, and and I'm curious so, where it came from. So, I, the crazy thing is, you are in the right time, and I gotta say this. Before I go into my story, people yeah. are going to have to listen to what I'm going to say because I'm drawing this out. But I'm oh, sorry, you are in the right time to hear the story because this is the this is like the epicenter of every moment that I've ever been thinking or ever been waiting for in the hunting ever mindset that I've ever had. So I've never ever 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 in my life ever thought that I would be a hunter. Never. Um, it was sort of this random thought that I never thought I would have had. And the only reason I had this thought is because I was hanging out, double fisting. I was drinking. I just got a DUI. I think 
the night before or a couple of days before. You know, maybe it was like a week before. I don't know. But I had DUI. I was a little frustrated, but I still had my license because there's like a period in which you can still drive and yeah. kind of like, you know, handle all the bullshit. Um, and I don't give a fuck. I'm just being honest with you guys because it is my life. It's what yeah, happened. Yeah, that's, what, that's why we I come on. And drove. <clears throat> that's why we come on these shows to tell these kind of stories and, because that kind of thing can transform your life. For, oh, yeah. For, for better or worse, oh, it can, right? Oh, my God. Did it change my entire Did it change my life? So I was, I'm going to tell you about where I was and where I ended up. Okay. I had a, I had my own house in Stockton. I was saving up to buy my own house actually in Stockton. I was getting ready actually to buy my own house in Stockton. I had a very successful job at a company called InShape, the personal the gym. I was a personal training manager. I had clients up the yin yang. Uh, I had just started my dog breeding and people were going to be still however they went about this I, I did breed i was intending i hadn't even done it yet but i was intending to breed dogs because i have a huge passion for apartment pit bulls is what i call them and essentially they're, they're just like mini pit bulls that are really good guard dogs but california is getting to the point where you ain't gonna have no motherfucking house so you can't have no carrier pit bull that needs to run and shit. You need a lazy ass pit bull that can still bite a motherfucker, but is lazy enough to stay in your apartment all day and not have to go outside. Maybe go on a walk. That's 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 what that's what pit that's what pit bulls are at. Like, like if you see a sure. bully walking around, they're basically apartment pit bulls because they don't really need to run. Like if you run them, like you can take them around the block. And they're done for the week, probably, because it's just the way that they're fucking, this is the way they are. Their nostrils, their body, their everything is, they're not, they build up a whole lot of uh, high uh, uh, lactic acid in their muscles after after a single workout. So pit bulls are different than uh, like a husky or, or, or uh, like a German shepherd or a fucking, you know what I mean? Like a sure. retriever, they're, 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 everything's different, you know what I mean? So. That's what I was breeding, and I get a lot of hate. That's why I go through all the detail as apartment pit bulls. But I get a lot of hate when I'm like, you know, I was trying to, you know, make apartment pit bulls for women, college students, and and girls who just want to go on little walks at night and shit, and have freaking weirdos in California who want to do weird shit. And if you've been to California, you've been to San Francisco, or San Jose, you've seen the sidewalks. You know, yeah, it, it's fucking skid, like skid rows, not in just motherfucking L.A. It's Every city in every place where there's someone who has a millionaire next to their bank account, you can guarantee there's a skid fucking row. And that's just there is a like I live in a town of just over 500 people and there's weird motherfuckers here, too, that like it wouldn't be a bad idea to have a guard dog. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's just everywhere. Well, you know, you, you always have that percentage, man. right? Well, you do, man, but. It's just a crazy. So that was my goal: is to uh, is to create like this guard dog who's low maintenance, no hair, no allergies. That's a, that's a fucking bully, lazy as fuck. College student, like all this shit, like no more, all that shit. You can take him to parties and all this shit. Fucking there you go. Um, mm-hmm. got got DUI, got drunk on my birthday weekend. I drove literally to a place that I've walked to in the past. So this is how dumb that this DUI was. A place about a, it was probably, okay, so it was probably like five miles from where I live. 
probably closer. I'm giving it a little bit further just because it was a long time ago. But I used to walk there. And it was a place where I used to play pool and I used to have beers and, and drink. But I drove there. My birthday, I drove there. Um, I think I had planned afterwards. That's why I drove there. I was going to drive there, play the pool, and then meet up with some friends afterwards. I got there. I played a couple pool. They canceled. I played some more pool. I drank a little bit. I think I had four beers, like literally four pitches of beers. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to fuck them. Maybe six, maybe eight. Who cares? I had eight beers. Just say eight beers. I don't care. Eight beers. Just say eight. And I uh, decided, hey, you know, I'm only like, five miles from my house it's not very far like literally i pull out of this parking lot i make a left the next light is the left i take to then make a right onto my street where i live like it's it's not pretty close it's literally yeah, like yeah. it's fucking close it's right there i left got in my car i left drove i was cool like driving i wasn't swerving i wasn't nothing but i left i got in my car under the influence of alcohol Drove home, got pulled over, maybe like shooting an arrow, maybe like 45 yards from my house. Got pulled over. Oh, wow. Yeah, I can see. I had, at the time, I had a 1960, I'm sorry, 74 Monte Carlo sitting in the front. And I can see the Monte Carlo. And I'm like, fuck, right here. I was driving a Prius. I was like, I'm cool. I'm in the Prius. No one's going to pull me over in the Prius. So I'm driving the Prius. I have a Monte Carlo. This is how well I was doing. I'm not bragging, but this is how well I was doing. I had a paid-off Monte Carlo in the front. I had a paid-off Harley Dyna in the front, and I had a Prius that I was driving that I had just paid off about four months before. So this this is how well I was doing, and I'm going to tell you how where I went from how well I was doing to where I went, motherfucker. Pulled over, DUI, in jail. I'm like, dude, I'm down the street. He's going to tow my car. He was like, dude, that's the only bonus I got. I that was it. DUI, lost my license for a year. I mean, all those clients I had at the gym, all that money I was making, I lost my job, got fired. All that shit went down the toilet, done, dilly, done, dilly, done. Oh, the house that I had? Oh, you're done. You can't pay rent? Get the fuck out of here, motherfucker. You're out of here. So yeah. I left that shit. <laughs> I was done with that. I had to give my dog. So luckily, praise to the sun god, Ra, I had buddies who are in the breeding industry. So I had two dogs that were uh, pretty, uh, they're pretty expensive dogs. They're pretty expensive females with nice genetics, very nice pitbulls, very expensive. And I was investing. I had the whole business plan. I got my dog, my dog Chili. I have a, I still have him. He's too old to fuck now, but I still had him at the time. He was ready. He was a nice pit bull, nice gene, nice lineage, nice health, all the shit. Like everything was fit. Like all the doctors gave him all the, everything was perfect. EY, I had to get rid of the two females. I wasn't getting rid of my, my, my dog. Literally, he's, I mean, I trained him. I spent like, Seven thousand dollars training them, uh, basic training. And I sent them to uh, uh, special needs training. And mm-hmm. I sent them to PTSG training. This is all for me because I had a lot of issues and crazy got a lot of issues. And I don't lie. I'm gonna tell you guys, great shit happens in life, and your brain catches up, and you really gotta deal with those. You can't really hide from that shit. So I'm just gonna put it out there. There's trauma that happens, and 
you can't get away from it. So I'm putting it out there because it helped. A lot of shit happened. So I got chili. Chili helped with a lot of that, like, scaredness that I was going through, a lot of that PTSD, a lot of that trauma that I was going through. Um, and it still helps to this day. It's still helping. Uh, mm-hmm. But DUI, lost everything. I had to sell the dogs. I got rid of the house. I had to get rid of the Monte Carlo. I sold it. I sold the Prius. I was driving the Harley for, for like literally for years. I was driving the Dyna around. Um, and then uh, literally the day, a week or two after I got pulled over, I'm watching TV. I'm packing up the house. I'm pissed off because I just sold the dog. I'm double fisting alcohol because I still didn't learn my fucking lesson. So I'm at this time, I'm just like, fuck it. Like, fuck it all. And then Randy fucking Newberg pops on. And the crazy shit about this is I'm going hunting with Randy in a couple of days. We're going to go hunting for black bears and Randy Newberg. And the fucking crazy part about this is <laughs> I saw him hunting black bears in Alaska. And that's the episode that got me into hunting is I decided at this point that I'm going to hunt black bears. And this is just the first day that I'm, I'm, Oh man. And like what, 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 uh, what year is this Orlando? Um, well, the year, so the year might be 2017. Okay. I so, and, and that's the point. It's this, uh, we're talking a few years back. We're not talking like two decades ago or something. Well, obviously whenever Randy was on, but. I mean, I'm 35, so I mean, I ain't two decades ago. I would have been fucking in college, <laughs> fucking. You know what I mean? Having sex with your mom. Sorry. Um. <laughs> anyway, not your mom. Not your Don't mom. Don't say funny viewers. shit when I take a swig Maybe of whiskey, man. I'm, I'm gonna spit it all over my microphone. I don't have the money to replace stop. it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got insurance for this, right? Peak refuel. Peak the sponsor. You got insurance for this podcast, right? <laughs> Delicious um, meals in the backcountry. Peak refuel. They got your back if you're ever hungry and you need some 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 DoorDash in the backcountry. Go ahead and get yourself some motherfucking peak refuel because they go get me some water, some hot. You need some fire, water. That's it. Peak refuel. Got it at DoorDash in the backcountry. That's all you need. But wait, wait, wait. Back to what, what's 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 your favorite? What's your favorite peak meal? Um, so my favorite alone, standalone peak refuel is going to be the, um, oh shit, there's two. So just peak refuel, just peak refuel is going to be the, uh, home style chicken rice, but the Chad Mendez, when Chad Mendez hopped in there, Mm -hmm. I got to say the peak refuel with the, um, uh, I'm sorry. I'm gonna, uh, he had like the elk, elk masher, the ragu. Or yes. Oh, the ragu. The, yes, 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 the ragu. Yeah, that Ooh. one was pretty good. I, do they still have that, that one? one? Smashed. Oh no, no. I'm sorry. I got it wrong. It was the bison ranch masher. The that's bison what it is. Uh, that's ranch. Yeah. Oh my god. I call it so the that's... elk masher, but you're right. It was a bison masher. Yeah, the ranch masher or whatever that thing. And it was a freaking ton too. I remember. I got halfway through one time on one of those up on the mountain, and I'm like, "Who in the hell can eat a whole entire one of these?" Like, you it's really a can't. Lot. It's for two people. You really mm-hmm. can't. Yeah, no. yeah. I don't but, know though. I like that chicken uh, pedo pasta one that they do. Oh, man, that was like, good. I think that's my favorite. Hey, you got to do me a favor though. All right. If you don't already have the the skillet, the breakfast skillet, and the biscuits and gravy, if you don't already have those two. Please do me a huge favor the next time before you go on any sort of like deep, deep, like hate yourself kind of hunt, right? <laughs> Get yourself 
biscuits and gravy. Yeah. And I would agree. The scramble and the scramble and the scramble. Please. I don't know. I don't know if I've tried the scramble. So I'll have to, I'll take your advice and I'll try that one. Um, no, so, so the biscuits and gravy is, is the best. The best. The yeah. best. But not only try it, serve. Go ahead and give whoever wants that. If you don't have a buddy with you, luckily I only had two buddies with me who ate that shit, so I had a little bit less. They ate the scramble separate, and they ate the biscuits and gravy separate. And luckily for me, there was only enough to put them together and have a meal. Wow. And when I did that, I want to tell you that when you put them together, it is the best thing you will ever do for your home. Okay, I'm gonna. In your life. I'm gonna ever, try it. Ever, 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 ever on any any day, any any past day three, because day two you're still cool with the whatever you hate in home. Like there's no <laughs> yeah. mental stress there. That's there's true. no mental like oh my god like. But day three, day four, if you just, all right, guys, we haven't shot anything, let's have, let's have this. Boom. Scramble. This is some gravy. Let's instead put them together and split them between all of us. I guarantee you, I promise, bro, it will be the best decision. Because what I did after that is I went on a separate hunt by myself, coyotes with my boat. I'm successful again. You know, five days, I went and tried to lose weight, and he's like, "I'm gonna go hunt the boat, fucking coyotes with my bed, with my boat." Bring those two. That's all I bring. I ate that for three days straight. It was the best, but I shit my brains out. It was the best. <laughs> See, Peak's never done that to me. It's always the mountain houses that do that, but I don't know. Oh, so well, I think I shit my yeah. my brains out because I ate it for three days. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll do that. It'll do that for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It depends yeah. on how far. Let's see, I don't, I don't do a lot of backcountry stuff anymore. I, I, I mainly like at a base camp, so I don't go back. I'll take one for lunch, but I'll get back to camp and you know cook something else or whatever. But uh, I want to hear the rest of this story though. You're, you're on the couch. Oh, you drink I'm in. On the couch. Randy Newberg comes on. Randy. So the crazy part is, I was watching rap videos. I wasn't watching hunting. Near, nothing near hunting at all i was watching some weird like not even popular rap music like weird rap music this dude named father he's weird mm. he doesn't like rap about like normal shit so <laughs> it was so weird i call it huntervention because it was divine huntervention like it's the only way i can explain it because after a couple songs of this dude and this dude named i love mcconan who was sponsored by jay he might have might heard a song um Going up on a Tuesday. Um, after he, well, like, after all that shit came on, Randy Newberg hunting black bears in Alaska popped on. And at first, I grabbed my remote because it was like, uh, you know how it initially starts? Uh, it's kind of like Randy Newberg hunting, and I'm like, I don't know what is it. I don't know what is popping up next. And then, <laughs> yeah. as soon as I grabbed my remote and I was getting ready to change it, I seen his fucking face and his smile. His face, his smile, his presentation, what he was talking about, how he was talking, how, how, how like passionate he was just talking about hanging out with his buddy, chilling, mm-hmm. hanging out. I ain't seen you in a minute. Let's just hang out in the woods and with some guns and walk around. Like, that's like, that's kind of what drew, drew me in is, holy shit, like, you can do this? Like, you can, 
you can just walk around with your with your buddy and some guns and just shoot some bears. Well, like that's the real thing. Before, so that no that's interesting, man. So, like before you saw that with Randy, what was your perception of hunting? I didn't really have like the perception of hunting that I had was what I saw on ESPN when I turned whenever I saw it, and gotcha. that was all right. So we just woke up in the morning and we're gonna shoot this big buck. Shoot this big <laughs> you got to give him a I name. A, we're gonna I shoot five a, finger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they have to like, five. Oh yeah, he's five finger right there. That him. That's not four finger. That's five <laughs> finger right there. We're gonna shoot him in the morning. Right now he's eating and he's fucking. So we're gonna wake up. We're gonna shoot him and he's gonna be good. Like that's what I was watching. It was kind of like. It was kind of like, man, that's that's that, that is that what hunting like? That's all you see. That's all you think. That's that's mm-hmm. what hunting is. That's yep. that's, that's. I not, always I mean, hated those. I always nah. hated those videos where they're they're on these private ranches and they're you know they've got names. They've got five finger over here. They've got left eye over there. They got big toe coming down that side. I always hated that Bro. because I felt like it was a misrepresentation of what real hunting is. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. I don't mean to, I, I am one of those guys. I, I, I am, I am super open to, you know, hunting how you want. If, if that is your, cause that's how a lot of these folks are, you know, they're born and raised in that kind of environment. And that's that to them is what hunting is. And, and they are my friends, but it, it bothered me that that was the only thing that was portrayed on TV as if every hunter was like this big private landowner that had been raising these deer basically with their special feed to get the big antlers and they named them and they had trail cam videos and pictures and all this stuff and they just waited for them to walk in front of them with a bow. It drove me crazy because Western hunting is so different. And and oh, that is gosh. one of the Idiot. things that uh, Randy was so um, like instrumental at shining the light on a different aspect of you know what what public land hunting is and and hunting the west you know hunting an elk or a bear in Alaska <laughs> yeah. or uh, oh, you know my. Montana pronghorn all all that 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 I think I, I attribute a lot of the like awakening to the general public to what what Western hunting is, you know, as, as a lifestyle to Randy, if that makes sense. I mean, I just stepped on a bunch of shotgun shells. If that answers <laughs> the question, yeah. just made a bunch of noise. Um, but 100% because what drew me in was the fact that he was on public land. He was not hunting bait. It was not easy. It was, mm-hmm. he was talking about the, all the difficulties of getting in there, lying in, getting the boat, written it, driving it with your buddy, meeting your buddy. Like, all the stuff he was talking about was like, oh, shit, this is hunting. If you, you're, you're hunting, right? Yeah. And then he's, he's actually, in the video, you see him going through his process of like, oh, this bear, oh, this bear, this bear. I, mean, I think Bart May shot a bear and not 100%, but I remember there was a lot of success at the end of the episode and when I watched it I was just like I related to that and I was like man like me and my we can like all my buddies are all we're all ex-football we're all ex-college football players mm-hmm. all of us or we're all and I play I fought professionally or we're all some sort of like my, my other buddy TJ I probably don't want to say his name but boy Mr. Yara Kales um, he's a race driver like we have we all have this adrenaline 
passion behind it. We can't just have a nine to five. We have to have a nine to five, uh, something super adrenaline packed, and we have to have time to train that super adrenaline packed thing that we're doing on top of the nine to five that we're doing. That's kind of, we have to be like that because if we're not, we're out of balance. Yeah. You can call it the ADHD rig or whatever you want to call it. That's, it's just true for me. It's I think it's buddy, just, I, I think, it, I don't think there's even a label for it. It's just a normal primal part of being a man. You know what I mean? I'm, like, well, we need not adventure. all men are like that. I, I, I know, I know, but this sedentary, this, this modern sedentary lifestyle that we've, we've created through the comfort of, of, you know, uh, this, this, um, highly successful economic system we have, uh, I think has created that. But I think deep down, even the folks that we think don't have that, I think, especially dudes, they all have this need. They have a need for adventure that there is a, there's a fire in every man and whether he puts it out or he puts it or, or he, you know, blows fire or I'm sorry, wind on it to, to, to build those flames up. We all have it. And, and hunting uh-huh. is a great uh-huh. way to satisfy that. 100 Oh, right, you, you, dro- you dropped burping. out there. Oh, there you are. Burping. I burped. Um, I burped. Excuse me. I'm so See sorry. I apologize to the public. I burped, and that was not appropriate. I apologize. But you're 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 right. This whole this whole like it it this thing is it's changing, and the dynamic of life itself is changing. And you know, I really, I really got to blame like. These fast food companies, because when it comes to food, there's so many options for easy accessibility. I know, man. And I can't, I can't be mad. I can't. I mean, I can't be mad because look at me. Like I got two kids. I'm. I was. Oh, I just got. I just got released from my job. But I was. Uh, I. How many hours is it? Okay, I was waking up at four, leaving. Uh, leaving the house by four forty-five to be at work by seven to be home by seven um however many hours that's about a little bit over than seven hours of work but mm-hmm. a lot more hours of actual shit and uh that was my that was my life i guess a lot of people's lives on but top of having is. two kids mm-hmm. on top of having a newborn with colic who was just screaming his head off every Ooh, yeah. single night yeah and i feel for no you with that one clue man. what to do and there's just like oh like what are you gonna do like yes they have to figure out why he's crying what's going on and there's just there's 2002 dad i gotta say man i gotta say 2002 dad if you're born after like on the fucking like 80 80 you got a wife your expectations to be a father, your expectations to be a dad, your expectations to be a, a like at home in a relationship, everything is so much harder than my grandpa had it. <laughs> and I'm sorry <laughs> to say it. I don't know how this is going to sound, but my grandpa had it so much easier. Like he can just work and like didn't have to work about worry about paying the expensive ass mortgage and PGE and gas and, and, and water and, and, and everything is super like, like all you have to do is like, okay, this is $29 a month for gas. Their wages weren't, they, their wages weren't as high as they are now. Yeah, they're not, but still, I feel like back in maybe like oh, pre 90, I feel like 
the money you were making was a little bit more manageable. I, I do too, man. I, I living I, than it is today. I, I, I challenge you a little bit on that, but I, I actually agree that the inflation or the, the balance of income versus the cost of living was a little bit more honed in. Like, uh, you know, you, you got, I, I don't think it matches up anymore. Like it's I make, so I make crazy. Good, like I make pretty good money, man, but I can't even afford to build a house right now because of the lumber prices. And I mean, it, it's, it's nuts. And so I just, there's, there's trade-offs though. There's, there's a lot of different trade-offs. I'll tell you another thing that makes it harder to be a parent now, like what you're talking about, um, that I'm envious of like my grandparents and even my parents is raising kids in a world where there's like social media and, you know, all these apps oh and the internet and, and like these, these, uh, you know, I, I saw this meme, this was years ago too. The, the meme was like probably almost 10 years ago on, uh, it was like when they first started doing memes on Facebook and shit, but this meme came out and it said that a 15 year old kid with a smartphone has more information at his fingertips than the president of the United States in 1980 did. Right. And so oh, yeah. you, you think about that, like the cold war's going on, but a kid today has more information that he could find right there. No problem on a phone, on a freaking phone. Yeah, on a phone. And, and so, and, and just think of all the influences that come in, you know, you try to pro- do what you can to protect your kids. You don't, you don't want, you know, somebody to break in and, um, you, you know, kidnap <laughs> them or you don't want a bear to Holy. nab them in the woods. You don't, all these things. Holy cow. But it's the shit on the internet that that fucks them up more than anything. It's crazy. Yeah, and it makes it really yeah. hard. It, it really does I mean, make it hard. There's a like right now. I'm going through this as she's uh, two. I mean, I can't really say I'm going through this because you know. But she's she is being influenced, and there's a guide. There's a way that I'm trying to approach things because, in some ways, you don't want them to be behind the curves where they're going to school and they're like a loser because they have no clue what like what like baby shark is and shit like you know what I mean like <laughs> they have to be in somewhat of the know but you want them to know that there's other outlets than yeah. what they're what like what 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 other people are are diving into so i mean there's a balance that you as a parent life evolves and you sort of got to like Go with the flow. I mean, mm-hmm. in the 80s, yeah, they sure. were talking about something differently, and now we're talking about this shit, and it's sort of rapidly going crazy. And and yeah, there's a whole lot of other stuff behind the mask. But as parents, what I found is I just have to like force my daughter to go outside and shoot her bow, and and force like turn off all the TVs and go on a walk. Like there's no other option. Like if yeah. you it's don't important. make any, it's so important. Yeah, so important. Like cut out the options. People are always like, oh, my, my baby only eats, and I can't emphasize for people under the spectrum of autism. I can't emphasize for people who are going through a whole lot of other stuff with their, with their kids, but I can say 100% of the, 100%. If you take any kid who is, I feel, in my opinion, I'm only going to say in my opinion, in my personal, humble opinion, Take any kid on a camping trip, take them out there in the woods, the palate will change. No For matter sure. what they were eating and what they were stuck on eating, when they get hungry, they will open up their opinions of food. And that I have only, in my opinion, 
I have seen people who are super stubborn and I won't stay under any spectrum that you can probably put feelings all together who were very opinionated about what they were going to put in their mouth prior to the descent into the woods and then after the descent of the woods when this individual decided to eat all of the food that this individual had for the entirety of the duration there was only a certain kind of food left and this person had to make a decision whether to eat the food we had or not to eat. Mm-hmm. And this person decided to eat. He, he ate. He ate and he enjoyed it once he started to eat when he was hungry. And that's just what I experienced. So no, um, it's no, you're, you're exactly right. That that's it's again, we go back to this. It's the primal thing. It's the primal nature of it. Right. I mean, did, did I lose you there? No, no, I'm still here. I'm okay. still here. Okay, I'm just making sure. Yeah. I it's it's weird recording with somebody who's also recording on a soundboard because the uh, you actually sound like uh, like you're recording. I, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Usually, I've just got somebody you know with earbuds over the phone or something. So um, it's kind of cool because it cuts out a lot of the background noise. Anyway, I, I don't know. We we went down this 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 tangent, but I think it is important shit because I think it's it's a primal thing, and and kids will do what is natural and primal, and kids need to be outside. Kids need to experience the world like we live in the woods, man. And my kids are out there; they're finding morel mushrooms right now this time of year. They're out there shooting turkeys. That you know, I they 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 oh, need man, that. That's they, the it's yeah, they so need cool. That. It's, they they need it and they just they really feed off of it. And I, I just don't think like human beings were made to sit in like these um, cubicles and uh, like what's that show? There was a show that came out in the nineties. Uh, office space or something, office office place or I don't. I, anyway, oh yeah, yeah. It's the got that comedy, funny dude. Yeah, yeah that that uh, that that big dude that wanted his stapler all the time, mumbled a lot. Um, but the, he was talking about that. Like, there there's like a message in that show where people aren't made to live in a cubicle kind of setting, and it's the same with kids. I don't for for me personally, I don't think kids should be sitting in a classroom. At eight years old for like six, Don't seven, eight hours a day. I'm sorry. It's started. Just no. Yeah. No, it's not the way ever. So it's not. And then they and then they blame the, the boys getting patient. Yeah, it's. <sighs> Don't There's a lot of history. We could do, of we could do a serious show on that educational system not being appropriate for the way people learn. Like you can go all the way back to the Greek, to the ancient nomads, to the ancient Japanese, to the ancient Chinese, to the ancient Kemetic. Yeah. Uh, you can call it Egyptian. Every, all the ancient, ancient knowledge, all the ancient huge like influencers of knowledge were learning in the field of which they were trying to apply the knowledge. Let's take a quick break to give our show sponsors some well-deserved love. Let's start with Scree Extreme Mountain Gear. High-performance hunting attire and gear. Scientifically tested camo patterns. Complete layering systems. And in my opinion, the finest merino wool products to keep you warm, dry, and comfortable. It's all backed by a great company. Some of my personal favorites of the in the Scree lineup are the hard scrabble pants uh, for early to mid season, and then as it gets colder, I switch to the Kodiak pants for late season. The Bridger glassing mitts are like game changers, and I love the Nebo rain gear. Scree offers great packages on the website as bundles, like the elk bundle, that will completely outfit you for your favorite hunt. Oh, and my favorite part. 
you won't need to refinance your house to get outfitted. Try the starter bundle for less than 500 bucks. It's an insane deal. With the VIP sizing guarantee, you can exchange something that doesn't fit for free. I just had to do this for something that I got my wife. It was a little big, so I just sent it back. They covered the shipping both ways and exchanged it for the right size. So go to Screegear.com and at checkout, use promo code the Western Huntsman for 15% off and free shipping. Phelps Game Calls, one thing that I love about companies that are born out of hunting is their story. Like Phelps Game Calls, the American success story that walks us through how something started small and grew into something big. Like Phelps, he started this company kind of as a hobby in his garage in 2009. Now, a little over a decade later, Phelps is one of the premier hunting call companies on the planet for good reason. They're the most realistic calls on the market, and that is saying something. Check out the amp lineup. For predator calls like the three-pack POR123 or the fawn in distress, check those out. Turkey calls, get a diaphragm, a pot call, or a box call, and a complete line of waterfowl calls. Hit up the website, and at checkout, use promo code HUNTSMAN10 for 10% off. Phelps Game Calls, get them close. The Elk Collective. The best investment for hunting success is what's between your ears. Having elk hunting knowledge is what separates those who succeed every once in a while against those who notch tags every year. There's a very fine line there, and there's a perfect amount of time for listening to this now to get through the entire course before September. Improve your chances with a virtual course of over 140 videos that cover things like how to get elk tags throughout the West, scouting and e-scouting, beginner to advanced elk calling, gear, fitness, nutrition, shooting processes, hunting scenarios, strategies, and tons more. They've got some very big names on this platform that give you their personal expertise as you go through the course. It's the best way to make you the best elk hunter as you get into the woods. So go to theelkcollective.com and use promo code THEWESTERNHUNTSMAN for $20 off. It's normally 89 bucks, so when you use my promo code, it's going to be the best $69 you've spent on elk hunting, and I guarantee you it's worth every penny. Check it out, guys. Hoffman Boots, let me give you guys a piece of advice from a dude with many miles on his feet. Never skimp on quality hunting boots. Hoffman Boots is a fourth-generation, family-owned company based in North Idaho. I've been sporting a pair of Hoffmans for close to a decade, particularly I like the Hoffman Explorer and the 8-inch. In my most humble opinion, again, Hoffman offers the most comfortable hunting boot that does the least amount of damage to my feet after several miles on the mountain. Very little break-in period on these boots, by the way. Uh, I took them right out of the box and went on a crazy elk hunt, not even a blister. For hunting, they have the Explorers and the Summit Boot offered in insulated and non-insulated. And ladies, check out the new women's Hoffman Explorer 400. They also carry lineman boots, winter pack boots, logging boots, and hiking boots. Get totally outfitted at HoffmanBoots.com and at checkout. As you know, it's coming. Use promo code, all caps lock, HUNTSMAN10 for 10% off. Last but not least, Tacticam. If you're interested in self-filming your hunts, whether for you know memories or making hunting content, check out the Tacticam products like the Spotter LR, Tacticam 5.0, 
and the film-through-scope system, all of which are available at westernhuntsman.com, which helps support our fight against the anti-hunting movement. But my favorite is the Tacticam Reveal cell cams. I use these cell cams all over my property, and I'm like obsessed with monitoring the wildlife in real time with these cameras. They not only text me instantly when a buck or a bear is cruising through, my reveals make for excellent security systems. I know when the FedEx dude is delivering packages way down at the bottom of our driveway. And I also know if some knucklehead shows up to try to steal them. I know when someone's trespassing or if I have the kind of wildlife roaming around that I don't want, you know, like a coyote. And uh, I quickly react with my cat-like reflexes. Great for trappers, great for hunters, uh, security, anything. Guys, check it out at Tacticam.com because I don't have the reveals on my website right now. Uh, Let them know I sent you. Tacticam.com. Let's get back to the show. Here we go. No, it's a great point. It's a great point. That's just what it was. They were out there hanging out, thinking about this shit because they had nothing else to do. And they were thinking about some crazy ass, oh, what is this? Oh, how do we do this? Well, this equals that. And that's how it kind of manifolded. It went from a chess match to a crazy ass uh, Olympic event of chess in the mind. And that's where they took it and they multiplied it. And we have it. We're just not doing it how they did it. We're doing it kind of how they want us to do it. And we're sheeple. I'm sorry to tell you, not totally. but in my opinion, we're total sheeple-leeple, and we have no clue of which, which um, what America is. Every other country. So the crazy part is I have friends in other countries who I've talked to and I've had passionate conversations with about everything in life you can think of. And... What they learn about America growing up, and these are people who are younger than me, who, who grew up, and people who are older than me. So not just younger, older as well. And older, I mean, I think she was 35 when I was 28, 27 years older, so like a half a generation older than me. But what she was learning in high school about America was not anything pleasant that you would want or think that we uh, are or who, what, what we do. That doesn't surprise we me. Were, I mean, it doesn't, this is 2005. I was in high school. I mean, it's, uh, it's it, what she learned in high school. She's probably like 2004. So earlier than me. So, I mean, like, what you're learning is this crazy, crazy, crazy concept. And my numbers, I'm not a math guy. Don't, don't, don't question me on, on what I just said. But <laughs> the, the, what she was saying was like, we know that we think that you guys are idiots. Like, I'm attracted to you because you're an idiot and you're sexy and you work out and, and you're this hunk and you have this dream that's unattainable. <laughs> that, and, I'm try- and she was so blunt to me in Vegas when I met her. And it was like, oh, shit, what? What? Yeah, what? no, that, that's that's there is that these these other countries they have a perception and, and a lot of the, a lot of the perception is based around like a like this level of weakness that is, they see in Americans in the common American, um, you know whether it's a mental or a physical weakness, um, and you know like like you were saying when when you're talking about the educational system and you know what the, what that has done and 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 how that like it's a new thing people think that like. The, the way we have school now is this long, you know, historied 
kind of setup. In the grand scheme of humankind, it's brand new. It's a brand new thing. And in my opinion, it's failing a lot of our kids. I'm not saying every kid. But a lot of them, and you know, I we my wife and I we homeschool our kids uh, because because we feel that pretty strongly the about smartest this. Smartest thing ever. Well, so I'm, the I'm problem is you. not it's not only the schools, bro. It's there's it, a whole combination of issues that you got here. You got yeah, totally. You got the school. You got I mean every I mean every system of government is the issue. Mm-hmm. I, and I just and want the I don't want the government anywhere near my kids. So. And I'm not like every liking system it. I'm of not, government is the issue. Yeah, and I'm not some how, extremist. How do, you, how, how do you govern schools though? Like how how like if well, you well the problem like, the problem with the public a schools crazy balance. The yeah yeah the problem with the public schools and and the system that we have right now why why there's so much contention over it is because it was supposed to be governed on a very localized level like a school district an elementary school in small town Montana needs to make their own decision because it's going to be way different than a school district in downtown Tampa Florida or something you know Damn and so they right. they've tried to nationalize yeah. this thing and 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 so it's it's just a shit show and and I'll tell you man homeschooling I I've I've taken some flack from friends and family members and and other people who don't understand it or they 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 see it as some you know weird quasi thing from the 1980s where all the homeschool kids were weird which they were when I was a kid like if you'd asked me if I was going to homeschool my kids I'd have thought you were crazy in fact 10 years ago I'd have thought you were crazy but it's a different world now we're so connected and there's so much better, there's much better options and homeschooling our kids. My wife and I will, uh, she'll tell you in a heartbeat, it is the best, the number one best decision we have ever made uh, since we've had kids. It is the, my kids are happier. They learn more and they only spend three to four hours working on it every day. And the rest of the time, you know what they're doing? They're being freaking kids and they're learning a lot more because of it. Anyway, yeah, End of well, rant. Gosh darn right. God darn right. You're speaking my language, <laughs> my man. You're saying everything that my heart is beating because the problem is that there are people who have more influence than you as parents. Mm-hmm. You as individuals do over your parent, over your kids. And that's the problem. Is you have people who are spending more time with your kids than you are because of the society that we live in that has placed all these crazy ass norms. So I can't blame the uh, parents. Yeah, I can't you're, blame you're the right. people. I gotta blame the society because how can you afford a house that is fucking twenty seven thousand dollars to rent a month and you gotta figure out how to rent that out? Now you gotta have a roommate and your kids living one. Like there's all kind of issues like in these places. Where you can only live because not only do you have to think about you living in a place, you have to think about your kids living in a place and then you living in that place. And I'm sorry to say America, this is not a place where like people can just move and just live and not have to worry about other things. There are some privileges that some people benefit from more than other people sure. and they don't have to think about those things and we won't get it's, into that it's like because that. it's a whole it's, other yada like that. That. yeah 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 it's like that in every country though you know every, every country has a privileged class well i mean we can go to thailand and thailand is totally fucking chill jamaica's pretty chill i mean there's a, there's a couple countries that are pretty chill but for the most part yes they're Every country sort of has a caste system that will place upon you. But like in a, like you have to think about like I, me, my kids, my wife, she's a uh, Filipino and uh, German and French. 
Mm-hmm. People will see her. She's white. Mm-hmm. She is worried to move. I said, hey, let's move to Wyoming. She's like, no, I'm no Wyoming. What? Wyoming? <laughs> no. Like, let's move to Montana. No, Montana. What? No, no, Montana. College. No, Montana. California. Or like she's, it's got to be super diverse. The, the pop, like there has to be diversity for a lot of people and for good fucking reason. Like I, I, Speaking personally, it's mm-hmm. really hard for, it's really hard. I mean, I'm just speaking personally. I can't speak for every person who's male but speaking personally, born in the Bay Area, it's really hard to like, even if you're following the rules, to like tell someone, hey, you might be breaking the rules. Being someone who might be a darker shade of color than other people is really tricky when you're at like work when you're at like a place where you might like lose like or like gain or there's some kind of like power like it's hard to even work or have a like like you when when you're before your probation I'll put it that way when you're pro, when you're before probationary period there is a there is a period in which you just have to shut the fuck up not say a damn word and just kind of deal with whatever's going on because Speaking up, and this is not just for me, this is for like a lot of people, <laughs> a buddy who is Filipino, he just lost his job working at a place because someone was talking shit about the food he was cooking at lunch. Yeah, it was some kind of like, like, like lumpia. It wasn't even fish, it was a lumpia. It didn't even, I mean, I, in my opinion, when you heat a lumpia in the microwave, it ain't like fish, but someone was making some remarks at work. Anyway, there was issues when he brought some issues up, he got he was no, he not. He ain't working for that company anymore. Hmm. Uh, there was an issue at work where I was what? bringing up some stuff where I wasn't even bringing it up. I was just kind of like asking questions. I was just kind of like, "Hey, what happens if this if this happens?" Because someone else was doing what I was suggesting. And then when I asked that question um, before my ninety day probation, it was past my. It was about two weeks away. Two weeks away, ninety day probation. Oh man. Really? No, 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 nine, not nine days. Nine days on three months. I'm sorry. We had a six month probationary period at the place I was working at. And I was two weeks away from passing my probationary period with the uh, provided, <laughs> I got to be very specific, with the provided um, uh, company that backs you when you have, you know, you know, obviously. You have a big company you work for. You have yeah, yeah. this that company that works for you, and I'm getting into specifics. But if you work for any kind of company that does construction, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so I had this. I had the backing. I had two weeks before the backing could actually come into effect and be like, "Hey, no, you can't and can't do anything." And then all of a sudden, because I asked the question, um, well, there might have been some other stuff. I don't know. I don't want to say that I was perfect at my what I was doing. I feel like I was doing a really good job before I even asked any questions. But I asked the question. I asked the question to the wrong person. And when I asked that question, I asked a question and my supervisor was not there and that pissed him off. And uh, anyway, I don't have a job anymore because and that over, happens a over lot. A question? Uh, well, all over a question that ruffles feathers on a vacation uh, gotcha. that was what that he I, I get it. I get it. I get it. It was a question 
he was on vacation, she or she was on vacation. And when I asked that question, the question was brought to the attention above that person. And when that person decided to ask the individual, uh, he was on vacation. And that individual was allowing other people to do different things than they were allowing me. And that was the problem. It wasn't that I asked the question. It was that the question I asked was pertaining to uh, not. So I had to drive from, I had to drive about two and a half hours to get to the place that I was working. Uh, other people were able to take their vehicles home instead of having to drive their personal vehicles to the place they're working. Oh, okay. I have to drive my personal I'm, I'm, vehicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm smelling what you're stepping in. I, I know this okay. argument. I know this argument very it was, well. It was, it was kind of like, all right, I was asking, the question that got brought to the a person's attention was, my car is going to break down because a light got triggered in my vehicle. What were to happen if I was not able to make it to work prior to my two-week probationary period? That was my question because my it it's what happened and i did not want to be this unreliable guy who was like hey i can't come today because my car well like i knew better because my car light popped on you know two weeks ago so mm -hmm. i'm like look what what happens if this shit happens because this just happened and like i'm spending fourteen hundred dollars a month to get to work let alone on top of the rent that i'm paying twenty seven hundred dollars to rent this place Good on top of the God. food that I gotta pay, like there was, there's so you, much. You pay twenty seven hundred dollars so a month in I rent. Pay, whoa, there's rent, gas, water, uh, and like garbage. All that equals like twenty seven. Yeah. Shit. All that's like twenty seven. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. The rent. Uh, yeah. three bedroom here in Cali, and then like it, it, there's a lot, man. It's it's. I'm not complaining. You gotta be a man. You gotta suck it up. You gotta you gotta do what you gotta do. But dude, I'm, it's hard, well, I, man. I'm not even it's gonna hard. go there. I'm not trying to promote people. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not trying to promote Californians moving to Idaho. But that that is that fucking is nuts. That is freaking it's nuts. Hard, man. It's hard. So rent's like twenty one. PG&E's like three to four to five sometimes, depending. Right now, it's probably a little bit more. And then food, and then gas. Uh, I'm sorry, water and garbage is also on top of all that. So it really depends on what month it is and how much we're using and all that shit. But it averages about about 27 to 26 a month. I haven't mm. been less than 25 a month in probably like three years. The last time we signed for our, 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 our rental spot was about three years ago. So the last time I was paying like 25. But 25 still is crazy to me. That is anyway, crazy, dude. But <laughs> you know my, That's what we're doing. I, I, I rented a house when I first got out of the service, and it was like on five acres. Uh, <laughs> and it, I mean, it wasn't very big, but it's, just, it's like this little cabin. It was this little cabin kind of thing, and it had a little uh, kind of barn, and it was on like five acres, and it had uh, it had a creek that was more seasonal. But when it was running, there there was uh, cutthroat trout that would that would swim up this uh, creek, you know. And so I'd go back there and, and catch them, uh, especially because this was back in the day. I didn't have a dime to my name, and so I would go catch these fish uh, because that's all I had. I didn't have anything to 
uh, I didn't have any money to buy dinner or anything, you know, and so I didn't have any groceries and, you know, I'm single and so I'd catch fish. I'd catch two for me and one for my dog back in the day. <laughs> so, Dude, oh my um, God. Anyway, that, that place on five acres was $395 a month. Um, that's all that was. Oh my God, I, I, dude. I, can't, I can't imagine what it is now. I'm talking, this is, this is like, you know, almost 20 years ago, but, uh, now, now it doesn't exist. It's been stipulated. No. There's been a house no. developed on top of it. It's oh, you know, I, I actually, I'll bet you it's still there. I'll bet you it's still there, but I'll bet you it's a hell of a lot more rent wise just cause the oh, our guaranteed. area has gone way guaranteed. up, but, but I don't, I still don't think it'd be 2,500 bucks a month. Um, oh my God. I can only imagine having like, trout and ramen noodle soup for dinner in Dude, college it's, it's oh pretty good God, it's funny bro yeah cutthroat trout and you if you can if you have like bacon in your fridge and and i a couple times i did i'd have like a half thing of bacon i i would i would put a bunch of butter inside the trout and and leave the skin on and i wrap the skin in bacon and put it all in tinfoil and i'd put it on my stove and then you cook up the the ramen noodles and put butter on that shit. And then you put the fish on top of the noodles. Pretty good. <laughs> when, Dude, when you're poor, you got me when you're about poor. dinner tonight, bro. I'm thinking like, <laughs> fuck. When you're poor, I got money in my pocket, but I'm like, I got some salmon in my pocket. My must. Might have to wrap some oh, man. bacon around that salmon and see what's up with some ramen tonight. Mm, so I, I you know what I'm, I, I'm curious because we we keep getting off subject here and uh, oh yeah, it's a fun Instantly. it's That's... a fun conversation, man. Uh, but I I I really want to get this information out because um this is what this is what really piques my interest with stuff when, when I'm talking to somebody like you know you're in this big urban kind of area. Uh, and now, now you've, you know, a few years ago you get into hunting and now you go hunt moose over here and now you're going over there to hunt bear and, you know, all these things are going on hunting wise. Um, you have, you have like the, I don't know, epiphany moment or something where, where you're watching Randy Newberg on TV and, and it kind of inspires you to get into hunting and now you're going black bear hunting with Randy Newberg. How did that work? How did you meet Randy? So. I've met Randy probably like the way anyone else would meet Randy, I guess. I mean, I met Randy from promoting Campfire Revolution, putting, getting put on podcasts, and then like having folks talk about me on podcasts. And that's kind of what brought Randy around is like I got put on um, Brian Call's podcast, um, The Gritty Bowman, and then I got put on... Um, Oh my God! I'm so sorry that I just forgot your name. Dude, it the wild, to me all the, time. the wild initiative, the wild initiative podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got put yeah. on his podcast. Okay. Um, and I told him my story. I told both of them my story, and they they reached out to Randy. Randy saw them both, and he was like, "You know what? We have this guy on a podcast." So I got Randy. Randy invited me on his podcast. I talked to Randy. It was all good. Hey, here's my number. If you need anything, I'll help you out. It's all good. So cool. That happened. I talked to Randy about where uh, where to go bear hunting. I'm gonna go bear hunting in Montana. Where should I go? And he's like, No, you should check out this spot, this spot, this spot, this spot. I'm like, Okay, well here's this spot. Actually, I have a buddy who was close to this spot. We can go bear hunting. I think he's going bear hunting in the same area. I'll hook up with him. He's great, cool, it's perfect. The area of Montana was probably not the best place for me to go hunting, and I learned that the hard way and left 
that area immediately and went to Wyoming, which was amazing. Go to Wyoming. What, what do you mean? Uh, like the, the <laughs> bear density was low or something, or, or was it something else? Uh, there was a lot of um, – I was very uncomfortable in the area. Let's just say uh, there Did, was – Were people treating you like shit? Is that, I mean, is that kind look, of what it was? I'll put it. I'll put it like this. I'll put it like this. I'll, 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 the the culture in the area is different than what I'm used to, and the culture in the area huh. was people who are of a color tone darker than what they are okay with shouldn't be in the area where they are hunting because there may be other people on the menu other than the <laughs> tags they have in their oh, pocket. Oh man, that, that kind of shit blows me away. It, it, that just blows and I, my mind. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't say that I, I got shot at or anything like that. I just felt very uncomfortable by the by the interactions I've had with the people that I've crossed paths with while I was hunting in the area that I was hunting in. It was very uncomfortable. It was very um, abrupt. Huh. That I that it was not like the, a passive. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? It was it was very direct, and yeah. they, they communicated very well where they wanted um, someone who was not from the area to be. And when I heard that, not from only. Not from having a morning interaction with these individuals and misinterpreting this interaction as like a, oh, I don't understand what they're saying. They, it must be, he reached for his gun and taps his hat and, and pointed it at me because that's what they do out here. It wasn't because he, he didn't like me. It was totally because he was like, yeah, there's this is what we do. We're friendly and we grab our gun and we tap our hat with our gun and point it at people we don't know because this is what we do in this part of the place that we were at. Um, and I, that's why I took the first time. And the second time when I, when I received a look instead of a wave, after I waved at the end of it, hi, Chili and Coco, my dog, go outside. Thank you. My dog just ran into my shed. Sorry. Um, after I received uh, the second, uh, there's two, three individuals, three separate vehicles that had passed my path uh and this at this moment uh in time um and space <laughs> if you will. i'm trying to be as like broad as possible Dude, you don't you um, don't have to be you don't have to walk like, well i hate i hate that. talking it's, about it because it doesn't matter it's like people hear that, it and that, it doesn't that, matter it doesn't also, like it, it kind of does fucking, like it, it does matter, but, and I'll tell you why. That one of the reasons I, I like doing these podcasts, and I actually heard this explanation, I think it was like on 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 um, uh, Joe Rogan. I, I was listening to one of his, and he explained that the beauty of having a long-form content podcast like this is you can actually get – we can have real fucking conversations. We, we, we don't, can, these but aren't, at the same time when we blurbs. do, there's going to be – and 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 I know this because I've dealt with this in my personal life. There's going to be people who hear it and then they they automatically have a feeling about what you're saying personally to them. So I try to be as broad and specific as possible so that I don't misinterpret anyone else's feelings and anyone else's uh, like what they've done with the community. 
as anything else. So I try to be yeah, so I, specific I get I get and that. so broad and so like this is what happened here because I don't want anyone else anywhere else to feel like what the fuck no that's not how i feel well or i'm not talking about you i'm talking about here at this place because right after i got the gun pointed at me right after i got told that i shouldn't be there because of the color of my skin right after i got told whoa, whoa, get whoa, the whoa. fuck out of here Arlando, oh yeah so, somebody actually oh, yeah. said that because of the color of your skin that you shouldn't no be no 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 i'll okay. be specific they said your kind doesn't belong around here. So basically the at same thing. the hunting spot. Yeah, that, that's the same thing. Because that's, that's but yeah, I got to be That's one specific. of the things, you know, I, I'm super naive to a lot of this stuff in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, I, again, going back to like my military days, you know, it's fucking skin pigmentation. We don't give a fuck, right? The funny like, thing like, is, we, I, like, I can't even say it. I can't like, even say it how he repeated it because it was so casual. He was like, "Yeah, and see, that's <laughs> your like fucking kind. Way... Don't belong around." It was so casual. I can't even like. I can't even do it because it was just like, "This is how we talk. This is how I am. This is how it is." I, I can't even do it. That makes sense. And see, I I can't even like. I can't even relate to. I'm I'm a white dude, right? So I can't even relate to it because I I don't know. I think that there's there's a lot going on with that too, and it 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 irritates the shit out of me because I think there. I think on one side of it, there's like this hypersensitivity. To like this whole race thing and the other side of it is there's some racist motherfuckers right and, and like there's and that there there's there's these two parts and so when you first started talking about what you're saying it's like man i don't know are, are you sure it was a race thing or was it like more there's a non-resident in my hunting spot because that's how i would look at it like i don't care and what that color could you are be. are you in that my hunting be. spot i don't care if you're purple <laughs> you there know was what nothing I mean? but, said about like black it was your kind that yeah. can be taken however you want to take it. I can be from New York. I can be from the South. I don't know. I'm not from Montana, probably, or from the. I don't. There was black people from the place I went to, which I bring up later. But so I don't. I don't know, which is why I'm trying to be so specific because I've got so much feedback from being like this was mm -hmm. this was racist. But I know in my heart that this was this was racist because I've, I've dealt with it before but no one else has dealt with this before no one else who follows me has dealt with this before no one else is like there's a lot of people who are like wait wait what this happened to you maybe not it what maybe it wasn't so i gotta be like look okay maybe you're right i'm not gonna sit here and be this like this guy with blinders on and be like this is what it was because of 95 yeah, yeah. no yeah. like i'm just <laughs> gonna be like this is what it felt like and this is what it felt like and multiple occasions even when i bring it back to camp and i ask the person that i came with the person i came with had a sweetheart i want to say the person i came with was the sweetest individual i've ever met uh I, I, he met me on facebook he invited me out to his bear spot he knew there was bears there there was huckleberries all the signs you can ever think of it was a very berry place he was so sweet so nice he had nothing and offered me everything i want to tell you that i want to say that this person who was white from the area that i'm talking about was so sweet and so nice he invited me had no clue who i was followed me on facebook back in the day not even instagram facebook followed <laughs> me invited me to his place i met his son i met his family who was who was meth meth addicted crackhead yes but that's not the case doesn't matter he invited someone to his place of residence to meet 
personal life. To me, to me, it's heart. It's heart to me. At the moment of meeting this person, I did not have no, I did not even think anything like this would happen. Like, not even clue. Like, I was just like, oh my God, all this love in the hunting community. Mm-hmm. What? It's just so much love. Even his best friend who didn't hunt, who was talking about racist shit. Like, yeah, I beat this black guy because he was talking. I, I was just like listening to him, like, man, you know, it's hard out here. You, know, you gotta be cool. You know, I'm like making excuses. I'm like, yeah, you're right. You know, you gotta, you know, you gotta be <laughs> I'm like, you know, everything's cool. We're having food. We're hanging out. Everything's a blessing. So much fun. And then this happened. And that happened. And this happened. And then we go back to camp. And I'm like, hey, um, is there anything like racist about this place? Is there any what? Is there any? I asked him, is there anything racist about this place that I should know about? I asked him, point blank. At lunch, when I got back, because when we went and woke up that morning after the gun got pointed, after I got flipped off, after I got mugged, uh, mugged, like, looked at, not, like, robbed, yeah, yeah, looked yeah. at very aggressively, uh, I ignored it all, and we went to camp. He said, let's go our separate ways. We went our separate ways. When we went our separate ways, those interactions happened. We went back to camp. I asked him, is this a racist place? Should I be? Should I be afraid? His response was, it's not racist. We're just very old fashioned here. (laughs) (laughs) I was, I was like, what does that mean? I don't, I don't know what you mean by that. I'm not old. I'm from California, bro. I'm the opposite. I'm no, what in my head? I'm thinking, I look at him and I'm like, okay. Let's just hunt together from now on, is what I say. When I got in my car, I turned it on. Luckily, my car made a crazy-ass noise. And he was like, you should go down and get that checked out before we go any higher. I was like, you know what? You're right, buddy. (laughs) I will. I got down the mountain, went to the gas station. The lady at the gas station, I want to give her a kiss and make her a motherfucking bear pie. Because... The lady at the gas station, I filled up and I was like, hey, is there anywhere I can get my car looked at? Because I'm having some car problems. She said, honey, any place around here is no. You need to go very far away from here, actually. I was like, wait, wait, what? She said, you need to get the fuck out of here. Out of here. She looked at me like, get out of here. You're not from here. You need to go. She didn't say that, but she was like, honey, you need to go past, I think it was like, um, Past Cowsville, I think you need to go past Cowsville. Where are you headed after? I'm going to hit the Billings after this. Or I was actually heading to Wyoming. It's like, you need, you need to go to Billings. If you're heading to Wyoming, go to Billings. You know what? I'm getting the fuck out of here because this lady just told me that I need to go to Billings and don't go to any spot around here because her uncle owns an auto shop and he's fucking super crazy and hates a lot of people. Uh, so don't go there, and I'm gonna get raped there, but I won't get raped in Billings. So I'm going to Billings <laughs> what? because she get said raped, raped like, financially. I'm oh, sorry, I, let me clarify. I, raped financially like, yeah, over my like, car. I thought you like there's these weird Montana rednecks that like to rape black dudes or something. It ain't, like, it ain't <laughs> that. It wasn't. I'm not sure if it was that weird, but <laughs> financially taken advantage of because I was in a place that I did not know anyone and the color. Uh, 
of my skin would be taken advantage of. That's that's what she gotcha. meant. She meant gotcha, like gotcha. like taking advantage of. I excuse excuse my language, ladies. I didn't mean any like like degrade like anything less than what happened because there's been shit happened to me. Yeah, you know, it's. I'm sorry. I didn't mean anything by it. I just got cleared that up because it's for some people it's very serious. Um, than than me making whatever joke I just made. So I apologize for anybody <laughs> who's been who's been put through that. But financially yeah. taking advantage of, and uh, she said, get, get out of here. And I, I I I left literally. I left. I drove um about four five hours um to Billings, and I got to Billings and went to McDonald's. The first place I went, um, Microplastic Central McDonald's, and got a uh. Two McDoubles, uh, two McChickens, and two large fries, and was so happy when I pulled up to the to the window and seen a woman of color in the window. I was so happy. I was like, oh my god, I'm safe. I got a hotel and I crashed went to sleep. Once Wyoming, that Wyoming was in Billings? is that was in Billings. Well, Billings is the eastern part of Montana, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right there. Yes, right, and you're you're super close to the Montana. You kind of drop down into Sheridan out of there once you get into, yes, the, into Wyoming. Yes. So yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So I went to Billings, uh, crashed in Billings before I went to Wyoming to hunt uh, elk. Uh, that was my, my 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 whole plan was to hunt for a whole month. I was gonna hunt bear for two weeks and then hunt elk for, for two weeks, uh, for a week and then hunt elk and mule deer for another week. Uh, after that, so hunt up for like two weeks and then hunt, hunt just mule deer for a week. Uh, that was like my whole big like campfire evolution. I'm gonna film everything I do, plan. Yeah, we and didn't talk about shit. that. We didn't talk about like the story of campfire evolution and where where that came from. Campfire evolution came from the lack of people that I seen in the outdoor industry, and it was it was sort of a lack of exposure to people from other states, literally. Uh, but in California, it's really hard to find people of color who hunt, who hunt like you. In, so in like, California? I'm a, Did you in say Cali, in California? In California, like, it's hard to find somebody who's like you, who's like, I'm chill, I'm loud. I'm not, I'm not going to be at camp. Like, I'm, I'm playing music at camp. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't give a fuck about no goddamn bears or deer that's around my camp. We're hiking five miles to go away from camp any goddamn way. I'm probably going to plant some music at camp and having fun and barbecuing mm-hmm. and like, like, you know, smoking a cigar, like having fun. That's, that's like, it was hard to find. I found folks who do that, but it's really hard to find folks who hunt like you hunt. Like normally it's like, like that. Fire and go ahead and make a dent. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make a dent. And it's like, uh, no, nah, I'm like, what? what? Why? Are you talking like backcountry camping where um, they won't even light a fire because they think it's going to scare the elk away or whatever? I'm talking about, well, the first or, couple years I went hunting, it was with people who I've not met or like hunted before. It was like, I want to go hunting. I don't know who to go hunting with. And I went out to these backcountry places. Yeah, it was backcountry. Like we hiked a while and we got to camp. It was like very like like very strict rules at camp and I did not oh, enjoy gotcha. myself. It was not fun. It was like very, Dude, I felt you, very out of place. You would dig my camp. Very... You would dig my camp. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 We, more. we, we get, I, I mean, obviously, obviously, uh, 
Uh, Orlando, I'm getting a little bit older. I'm getting a little long in the tooth, so they're not as rowdy as they used to be. But my elk camps, back in the day especially, I mean, we're talking, we had guitars playing all night long. There were there were many times when we watched the sun come up when we shouldn't have. We should have been in bed. And uh, now I, I, I am going to I'm, I, if, if any of you listening are going to, you know, thinking about writing me a nasty message about that. Let me explain something there there. I, I get that that does not bode well for notch and tags because it didn't. And I'll, I'll be I'll be the first to admit it. We had some rowdy camps. And, uh, but, but what, what you're talking about, Orlando, is it like this when the, when it's so stiff and so regimented and, oh my gosh, I got to get, I got to zip the tent up and be asleep by eight o'clock, um, kind of thing. Sometimes the, the lack of spunk in camp kind of takes away from the experience where we're supposed to be there and share a campfire and share stories. And, um, you know, I always, when, when I, when I did a lot more backcountry hunting than I do now, uh, spending the night, you know, in the backcountry, um, because uh, I, I don't know, backcountry gets thrown around in a way that I, I think, you know, I hunt the backcountry every freaking year, but I don't spend the night in the backcountry all the time. Do you, you know what I mean? There, there's a lot of different I, interpretations. I, I, yeah, the whole, yeah, it's, so, it's different for folks, but it, it depends yeah. on like what you're imagining. Like if you're like alone, like imagining the history channel is alone show where yeah, you're yeah. alone. Yeah, you and got then, it. And then that's not what I'm talking about, but yeah, I get it. I get it. I mean, to, to me, to me, if you're out of the the highway interface system of the Western United States and you're you're in some backcountry roads, there's there's dirt roads. What's that mean, cuz? Is that mean, cuz? When you buy like that five mile cut from that from that yada freeway cut, yeah. you over there, you ain't you don't hear no motherfucking freeway, bro. You don't hear no yada, you know, you don't car no boop, 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 You hear none of that. That's what that means. When you buy that five mile cut from that yada, you ain't hear nothing. You just hear that the mother em yada no. I don't even know how you cut. do that, dude. That's what. That's what he's talking about, cuz. That's what he's talking about, cuz. For all the listeners that know I'm talking about, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. I mean, even even when I would spend the night in the backcountry, I'd, I'd, I'd take a flask of whiskey, and we'd, we'd sit around the fire and, and, you know, chew the fat and just have a good time. And so... Uh, I, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I think I feel like you'd like you'd like um, w- when we do our camps, um, they they can get pretty rowdy, and that usually only lasts like a couple of nights, and then the rest of the time we take hunting a little little more serious. But there is a balance there. I used to hunt with this guy that used to say, um, "There's no party until something's in the dirt," or or whatever. Well, how did he say it? He had a, right. That's it, like, it. That's it. It. Yeah, and 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 I got I get that sentiment. I totally do. I didn't. I I, I wasn't, uh, you know, disparaging him for that attitude. But he would come with me and my little brother, and my little brother is a rowdy son of a bitch. So me and him would get together, and we we'd start knocking back. Yeah, uh, we'd start emptying a cooler out. And and emptying bottles, and and this guy'd be passed out snoring at eight o'clock. And Tim and I, my little brother, we'd be we'd still be up at the butt crack of dawn, getting out there on the mountain. Uh, but we didn't feel good, you know. And it was hard. It does make it harder. So I'm not saying it's the right way to hunt. I'm saying it's the right way to get a full experience of this thing we do that is that we're all so passionate about. And it's okay to sometimes have a good time around the fire. That's all. That's that's it. Nobody and I'm going. To skip and I'm going to say the. Ex- 
I'm gonna say the exact opposite of what he just said because I want hunting with my buddies who do not hunt, who are not hunters, who are not about that life, what hundred percent so ever, but I am. I went hunting slash camping slash hiking with a tag in my pocket with these guys, and I had the most fun I've ever had. And on the last night, on the last night that I ever thought I would ever do anything, being loud as possible, bringing a Bluetooth JBL4 speaker with me, playing, uh, we're playing, I apologize this, actually when I shot this pig, I was playing um, Fleetwood Mac Dreams. And oh, really? that's not what we were playing the whole time. The whole time we were playing Mac Dre and all kinds of rap music and Lil Wayne. But at this time when I shot the pig, we were being loud and doing things that are probably not legal in other places and uh, being very loud <laughs> in California. And um, these pigs popped out, did not care. And I had a rifle and a tag, and it was year-round pig season in California. So it don't really matter what time of year. What? And I pulled that motherfucking rifle 308 out and shot that pig, and we cut it up listening to Mac motherfucking Dre. <laughs> I don't even know who Mac Dre is, dude, but I love it. <laughs> so it was the craziest experience. So what I'm what I'm getting so at is the, the oh, funnest ahead, time I the funnest time I ever had hunting prior to like like meeting like people who are like me was when i wasn't really hunting i was just hanging out with a rifle and a tag in my pocket at a place where there was public land and people and well not people i'm sorry not people and pigs that you can shoot so that was the funnest time i ever had and since that time i was like you know like no more of this like this is how you do it this is what you do no more of that it was from then on out i was solo hunting Campfire Evolution was kicked off because I wanted people to hunt how I had fun hunting. It wasn't like I realized why a lot of people don't hunt is because that shit don't look. That's not but what that's that's what. Yeah. No, I don't look no, fun to me I, at all. I agree, man. I, I actually I there's some podcasts that I've listened to and it's like and and the way that they describe how they go out and go about it or whatever. It's like, man, I would not want to hunt with you, dude. That Like that sounds like a job. Um, and, and I, I hunt because it's my, it's my connection to nature. It's my primal thing that I, I have been a lifelong student of, and it's something that I always have to fulfill. And I take it damn serious, man. I take it more serious than a lot of people do, but I also have a lot of fun while I do it. And, and when you take the fun out of it, when, when there's so much convenience in this life that we have here in the States, where you know yeah, yeah, nobody needs to go hunting. We we can run down to you know the the grocery store and grab a ribeye if if you so desire. But that's not why we hunt. We hunt for the meat and the and all that. I I I do you know I I'd be in big trouble with my wife if I didn't fill the freezer. Um. So yes, there is that aspect of it, but there is a fine balance. There is a fine balance. Like you've gotta you've gotta have the memories and the adventure and the and the fun and. Um, you know, like, I don't, I don't know what kind of, what song you were talking about or, or whatever the artist was. I don't know who that is, but you and I are, are, uh, on the same, we're connected because we have the same mentality on that, uh, where the, I, I love the name campfire evolution because it is bringing it so that other people that have never experienced it can can see this from a distance and see that there could be a lot of enjoyment and fulfillment out of it. And it's not some regimented thing where we're just out there 
you know, trying to stick to this daytimer schedule thing. Like you remember the daytimers from back in the nineties, you carry those around, Oh yeah, big time, you know, big time. you know, something like that. It's, that's not what hunting is like, get out there and take it serious and, and do your thing. I, I take it pretty dang serious, but I don't take it nearly as serious as other people do. And I still notch tags. So like, it's not that big of a deal. I, I just, I, I don't know where I'm trying to go. I'm probably going to piss people off, which is fine. I usually no. Do. I mean, the moment that took it for me, bro, honestly, I'm going to be a hundred percent was when I was hunting solo. It was my first successful deer hunt that I posted on YouTube. The film is horrible, but I, it's there. Uh, the first year that I went bow hunting with my bow, I had a, a old bear bow that was not like a dope bow, like Botex or Hoyt or whatever, Matthews. Uh, went out hunting, shot a, shot a buck. Uh, I was literally in my uh, little pop-up tent that I had, mm-hmm. and I was literally playing music when this deer came in anyway. Like, I had a show cam. I was like, he's never coming in. He normally comes in at this time. Two hours after he comes in, he's not coming in, so I'm just going to be on the place and music and just hang out and, and just hang out and just figure out, like, what I'm going to do with my life and just think about stuff. And then I did that. I was playing music. I was probably like taking pictures and selfies and videos and talking and doing all kinds of stuff, being loud, not being quiet whatsoever as a hunter. And then my deer came in. Granted, he came in a different area than I had originally thought. <laughs> I had to like go out and, and go do. find him. But he came in and uh, I shot him and there he was. Boom, bada bing, bada boom, bam. I got him mm-hmm. and there was, it was not quiet. I smelled. I did not have any scent or anything. I just popped up there and popped up my my, my pop up tent. So it wasn't like my pop up tent was. You gotta have it seasoned there for a couple of weeks before you get. No, it was. I just plastic. Oh, brand new. <laughs> popped it up. Uh, Amazon ship seasoning of the tent. <laughs> Oh yeah, you gotta season your pop-up tent before we go hunting. Now I didn't do none of that shit. I just got there, popped it up, sat it in there, and started scrolling on YouTube. And then when I lost signal, I just started making videos and posing. And and I shot, and he came in, he came in, and I shot him. I had fun. I was by yeah. myself. I had fun. I was. It was like an emotional trip for me because I was so pressured to shoot a deer and get to meet my first year. Everyone's thing. I can't do it. I got to do it. I have to do it. My first year making it, like, it was so much pressure on me mentally. What is it? What, what it. is it about that, man? Like when people say you can't do it, you're not ready. You're not this. You're not that. And it just drives you. You know, ADHD. To, to, is that what it is? Is that what they say? That what, for like me, a, like I'm no gynecologist, but uh, I'm here to say I don't. I don't know what the technical term is. When someone says. I cannot do something. That is when I hyper focus. My wife calls it hyper focusing. I call it my superpower. Then um, I hyper focus on something and I get it done. That goes for everything across the board. It goes for work, life, uh, relationships, uh, filming. Uh, like people were like, "Wait, you want to film your own hunt? You're not gonna be able to film your own hunt. You don't know how to do that." I was like, "All right, fuck you. I'm gonna get this camera." Got the camera. They're like, wait, the camera's trash. You got to get a better camera. I'm like, fuck you. I got two better cameras. And I got the 
editing software and I took a class over the summer on on videography and how to edit and put stuff together and mm-hmm. I got with this person and I'm doing this and I'm going to keep doing stuff for free because I want to get better and I'm going to go to these businesses and say hey can I film your commercial for free because I want to have a better portfolio I'll do 100 business for free I don't care what you say and like all that stuff is making me better and I focus on that moment someone said i would never be able to do it and i'm like you know what i'm gonna do it and if it's not good now okay that's okay i'm gonna get better tomorrow and if it's not good tomorrow that's okay that's okay because the next day i'm gonna keep working on getting better and that's what happened with everything from hunting hunting it was like all right i'm gonna start hunting then i went hunting and literally the first year i went hunting I didn't feel like I was hunting. I was on private property in Wyoming. I was knocking on doors to shoot antelope. I was, that was hunting my first year. It was like, all right, that's what I'm going to do. Me and my buddies, hey, buddy, you want to go hunting? I'm going to take you hunting. All right, let's go hunting. We went hunting, and we were knocking on doors the whole time. It was not hunting for me. For me, it was disappointing because I watched Randy hike and Alaska, and here I am walk, knocking on farmers' doors in Wyoming, looking at the antelope about to shoot. It was not, it wasn't fun. So yeah. like, yeah, that's rough, man. It was that's that's a rough. Yeah, one. it just took over this, and it went crazy. And that's just my personality. Is I don't when I, when something happens, I need to do it a hundred thousand percent exactly. I went from hunting to bow hunting to now I'm shooting only trad. Like my whole thing is trad like only reason i would grab my my bow tech bow uh is because like i got like a crazy ass tag that i better be 100 percent adr you know what i mean like mm. that's the only reason i would grab is the that, bow tech if it was like that, that tag is for this year the like in the fall so no i don't i don't have that tag which is why i'm only shooting trad oh this gotcha, year gotcha, because gotcha. well actually i'm going to montana i don't, I don't have the bow that i want to shoot because the bow that i want to shoot is uh only the only bow I can carry up there. I got a, a Bowtech bow. I'm sorry. Take that back. I have a Bob Lee custom recurve bow uh, that he built for me that's about 58 pounds at my draw length. Uh, the hmm. bow that I do have is a bear bow. It's only about well, it's a 40 pound bow at 28. I'm pulling about 31, which probably pulls it to about, I don't know, about 45, 46. I don't know how the numbers work, but. Um, and that I don't feel confident in being able to shoot a bear and, and recover the bear. Uh, that's probably one of my biggest fears. And I actually love bears to the point where I'm so I've, I've wanted to shoot a bear because of the love that I have for bears, but I've never, ever pulled the trigger on, on buying a tag to shoot a bear until about like two or three years ago. Uh, and it was, it's a huge emotional for, for me. I'm a city boy who used to watch Winnie the Pooh. You know what I mean? Like I'm a guy who was watching like who like had teddy bears growing up and like had this like thing about bears and who watched the movie Brother Bear. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh I'm, yeah, I'm, I forgot about I had, that one. Oh my god, Brother Bear. When I can't I can't even watch it right now before I go hunting with Randy because I'm not gonna shoot a bear because I just have this I, I know because of my religion spiritual thought process i'll call it um i i i know that these other animals that we're, we're harvesting are are honestly just other spirits in different times in their lives and different times in the process that are going through a different 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 lineage and yeah eat be eaten need to eat 
but because the bear and the man have so much in relation and people don't realize and I'm not trying to not have bear hunters hunt bears, but bears and man have a lot in common. And I mean this, especially in 2022, we should probably as men do what bears do and just like not fuck with our wives until it's time to make. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> dude, I thought you were serious there for a minute. I'm like, shit, dude. No, 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 no. I love my wife, Cassie. <laughs> Cassie, I love you, baby. You're my wife. I'm gonna be. I'm, I love you so much. I'm, I'm pretty safe, man. I'm pretty safe. Um, my, but, uh, my wife doesn't listen to the show. She hasn't listened to the show in like over a year, which is perfect. Oh my! My wife is a super fan, so I'm is safe. She? But I gotta oh, be. That's awesome. And I gotta be careful what I say. Nah, she's super chill. We're super like open. I can yeah, probably yeah, talk yeah. about another woman's tits, and she probably be like, "Let me see your tits, babe." Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, she's awesome. She's amazing. She's a super mom, super wife, super supportive, super everything. I can't even imagine for a better. Like, I literally dreamed of a woman, and there she popped up on my Tinder. I swiped right. There she was. Um, Is that where you met your wife I, on that thing? I've heard Tinder. That app. I've heard of that. Oh. That app. Yeah, so I was I, not ready to slow down when I met her. I was not ready at all to slow down, and she slowed me the fuck down big time. Huh? No, that's cool, man. I, that, so I think you're the first person that uh, I've talked to that actually met their spouse on on um, on Tinder. That's what it was. I it was like I was first introduced to that thing when like I recorded it was I don't know like the second or third episode of this podcast three years ago well yeah almost three years ago whatever it was um somebody brought up tinder I'm like what the hell is that <laughs> and I'm not that old man I'm only 41 I so I'm not like anxious Dude, you're young as hell man yeah come on I'm that's not old but I've been married I've been married for a long time you know and so um I I just I didn't know what it was and so you're the first person. So, um, it's, it's cool. Plenty of married folks on Tinder. <laughs> is there, <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Oh, yeah, it's they're... like, it's like, you know, I, I don't know how that kind of stuff works. So it's, there's like this fascination with, with how that works. You meet somebody on, on, uh, this, this Tinder thing. Uh, and like, when you say, oh, I swipe right. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't even know what that means, you know, other than I, I assume bro, it's like bro, being on me, Instagram and you swipe right to see the next picture. The right? craziest thing is I was at a place where I was not looking for anything. I was just literally like every picture I was swiping right. Cause I didn't care. I was just like, I mean, I just want to, I just want to like see what happens. Mm-hmm. I just want to swipe right and see who likes me to see like who I can fuck. That was my only <laughs> thought process at the time. I had, I was pretty, I was pretty sure I was not going to be serious with any woman ever in my life. I did not want kids. I did not want to be in her serious. I was like, no, I'm making money. I got a house. I got dogs. Fuck all that. Like, all that's going to do is distract me from what I'm trying to do. Forget all that. I was swiping right. right. And bro, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what though. I swipe and look at my phone. And saw this woman was looking at me, and I swear to God, like, she was like, and don't laugh, anyone. She was this sexy shortstop, green eyes. Mm-hmm. And that caught my attention because the previous swipes were not 
And we, when I say shortstops, anybody who's played any athletic sport who has met a shortstop knows what I'm talking about. You know the attitude of a shortstop who plays softball. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know how she is. She's spunky. She, she don't take shit. She will punch you in the dick if it need to be. Like she will. She is a beast. She will. Like she will. She. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking uh, about. Yeah, still, you know what I'm saying. I'm still trying to catch my breath with some of the fucking phrases you. I'm just saying, like you know, you know what I'm talking about when I say a shortstop born after 1975. Oh, yeah, totally. She is rocking and rolling with the shit, and she ain't playing no games. And that's what she was. And I was so drawn to that. That's why I was so, her eyes, like, it wasn't even anything. It was was a picture. Mm -hmm. I saw three pictures. And I was like, she's the one I'm going to marry. I literally said that. She'll tell you right now. We'll have her on three-way in my pocket. She will tell you. I told her the first time I talked to her, I'm going to marry you. Crazy cycle. Did you feel like when, when you saw her, like the picture or whatever, did you have like this? Since that, you know, you, you knew in your head that you didn't know her, but there was like this familiarity. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. Like, like so you felt I like knew. you know her. Like, uh, okay. I, I, and I, I, I bring that up because it's funny how you could translate, you, you know, like how I met my wife, um, and how you met your wife there. There's, there's a, there's a few similarities there. Where it's like, you know, you know, I wasn't looking, I didn't want to like settle down and get married and have kids. And it wasn't, that wasn't the stage I was in. And I think that that's when that happens. Uh, you, you know, you find that person you, be, because you're not looking, you're not out trying to stick a puzzle piece into where the puzzle piece doesn't belong because you're not looking for it. Right. And so all of a sudden you're, you're on this, uh, uh, t- Tinder, and it it uh, it it makes sense. Or you're sense at the bar you. or the library and or that's the grocery what it was. store and that's or what wherever it was. you're like at. For, yeah. for me, man, I I used to play in a band, and my wife was a bartender at one of the venues I played. Um, and and you know that that that's when I first saw her. It was like I I'd never met her before, but for some reason I felt like I knew her. And it was like predetermined that was my future, right? And and I, you can imagine, I was I was in a bo- uh, fairly popular band. I was the front man. Um, I was having fun, man. I didn't want to settle down, right? Uh, but that's that's no when way. it that's when it happened. Dude, you're like, in a band, on. dude. What? Yeah, come no, on. Like, all well, the locals not... are ready throwing their panties on stage for you. Please play that again. <laughs> Hell no. I ain't trying to settle down. I feel it's you. It's just it's just that's that's I think when it when it happens and when you know it's right is is when when you're not looking, that's when you're not trying to mismatch a puzzle piece and put it somewhere. It just falls into place as the way it was like intended. You know, you know, uh, wh- however, you know, spirituality side you want to put put to it. Uh, but that's how I see it. So it's it's interesting hearing somebody how they can they can tell that kind of story that I can relate to, even though the circumstances were super different than than what mine were. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? How I'm even explaining it. Yeah, totally. I really think though it really takes losing what like losing. I really think it takes a like a good one or two heartbreaks though to really be oh, totally. like, all right, nah, I'm good. Like, I, I feel like, like you're not a real man until you've had your heart broken. 
I mean, no. I mean, I mean, no, you're not, dude. No matter if you're gay or straight, no matter what you are, yeah, you're I don't, not I don't a care. Real, I don't care about that. that it's, whole it's just you have, transition you had your heart broken. of manhood. Mm-hmm. Once you get your heart broken, then you're like at least once or twice. Then it's like a boom. All right, you know what? No, because then you know what you're willing to deal with versus what you're like. You know what? I ain't, I ain't with that shit. Nope. Yeah. Nope. If yeah, you yeah. if you wake up and put makeup on. I'm sorry, you're not for me. You're not for me. Get out. Get out of my house now. <laughs> That's how I am. No, if you wake up and the first thing you think about is how you look, I'm sorry. You are not going to like me because I'm going to throw away all your makeup because I think you look beautiful with no makeup on at all. Very true. That's the way I am. There's some um, truth to that. <laughs> like, seriously. Like, shit. You know, like, some people who, who are okay with it, but then my best friend who's like, no, I don't want to see my wife tip top notch. It's all I want to see. He's the old school Puerto Rican kind of cat. Like, no, I only want to see my wife looking good. You know, I, okay, okay. Is that, is that like I, a, is that like a, a Puerto Rican thing? Like their, their wife has to I can't tip say top that all Puerto Rican thing. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> pissed off all the time. I gotta, call, I gotta. I think that she's pissed off all the time. I'm gonna stop because I'm getting in trouble. I think all women are pissed off. Puerto Rican wife after your ass, dude. She's gonna whoop you in the ass. Well, I think all women of all ethnicities are pissed off all the time. So I'm sorry, my woman is white and she's pissed off all the time. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I love you, babe. I love you, Cassie. She's not pissed off all the time. I don't mean that, but Cassie, that that uh, that was Orlando saying that. That was not me. I don't. I don't. That was a hundred percent me. (laughs) I will. I will tell you right now. So, but I really do think there's a different expectation of men in 2022. Like growing up, I don't mean like like where you're at right now. You're past that 38 year old stage. You're 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 you gotta you're set. You know what I mean? You're no divorce. There's no you know you're set. But if you are divorced over 38 or you are under 38, there is a different expectation to be a husband. In my opinion, I could be wrong. In California, I will say where I'm at in the city, there's a different expectation to be a husband. You got you to gotta work. You got to be a dad. You got to cook. You got to clean. You got to do all the shit. You got to do. It's like, there's no, the roles have been sort of, there's a, there's a, a blur of roles and you're, there's no, you're not really sure where you're at, but you got to figure it out because you were brought up like, yeah, you got to do chores and, and mow the lawn and take out the garbage and all that shit. But no, now you got to vacuum and iron and clean and fold and, and, and do all the other stuff. And then wake up at, at three and two AM to change diapers and, and give the baby food. And, and the other kid woke up and, and she wants to ride horses. She got to ride horses, but you got to wake up at 3 a.m. to get to work. It is just crazy. And I'm not the only dad. I ain't the only one. So I'm not sitting and saying it's hard for me. You know, a lot of my buddies who are my age have this. It's hard. It's hard for us. Okay, hold on. We, we got we to gotta break some of the. I know we're going long here, man. And I apologize. But, long, but this is, this is interesting shit. So because I, I think that that is. I don't know how to put that, but the, I, I don't know if it comes out of like this extreme version of the feminist movement or, or like this, this misguided, um, I, I don't know what you're driving at because there, there's, there's gotta be a balance. There's gotta be a balance. And I think that when you're in a marriage, right. And, and I, I didn't, you know what, hopefully Randy listens to this man, because Randy Newberg, he does like marriage advice podcasts sometimes. And, and, uh, 
I'll I'll do my best to do them some justice here, but there has to be this balance where where there there is this shared mutual goal that you're both working towards. And if one person in the marriage has to do more work than the other person in the marriage, that marriage is going to like eventually kind of fall apart. And I don't know, is that kind of what you were getting at with that? Like your generation, you feel like uh, it's all on the man's shoulders or it's all on the woman's shoulders kind of thing or what, like, what do you, well, you know, I'm going to be honest. I don't think it is. I think it's society, man. I think that it's, so hard in certain there. places to have a two, you have to have a two income household. And when you have a two income household, like, and you have a man who is not like, when I walk home, I'm going to be honest with you ladies. I don't, when I walk home, I don't see dishes. It can be a sink full of dishes. I, when I, yeah. I don't really, I don't really, it's not my first thing I think about. Like I, I walk home. I see garbage in the garbage trash. I see the chickens need to get fed because I have chickens. I see the dogs need to get fed. I see the garbage need to get taken out. I see the the lawn needs to get mowed. I see the fence. Need to get, I, I see the other stuff that I've I've been taught to see. I've been I need to, I need to go upstairs and get the the all the shit out of the gutters because the rain ain't like I see all that stuff. That's what my mom told me to see. I don't I don't see. Vacuuming. I don't see the lawn. I don't see the lawn. I don't see the the baseboard. Well, what, what, I don't see the. I think what we I don't see, see any of that. We're as as men, and, and this is this is. I, I I think in this day and age, this could be controversial as all get out. But there's a difference between the perceptions of a man and a woman, and and how they interpret their world. The emotions are different. Their uh, interpretations, their perceptions, they're very different. Men and women are, are, are different creatures, and the way their mind works is very different. I know. I know some of you, you, you think I'm going like scorched earth by saying some crazy shit like that in 2022, but it's a fact. Better be careful. <laughs> I'm going to get canceled, dude. I, don't play this down in California. <laughs> they're going to cancel me. But, but the, and, and that. I think a lot in, of men will be like, that, wait, 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 wait. We not, can't cancel this guy. He's saying <laughs> something real but, quick. But it's, it's for the benefit of both. If for bo- the benefit of both men and women. When you, when you blur the lines in a marriage and you blur the lines and act like there's this equal uh, shared no difference in mentality or or gender thing and and roles. Everything is fifty fifty. Everything, everything is, is half everything and is half. Insane. Everything is this. Yeah. Everything is that. We you're it's, killing. I get it. When you I do that, it. I get. When you do that, it, you though. are killing the beauty of a marriage. When you, when I, you, when I you don't say, identify the difference between a man and a woman, you you are you are destroying the beauty. That is in that, that that makes a marriage. A marriage it's, it's so the confusing. Differences that make it beautiful. It's so confusing. You're so right yeah. because it's so confusing. But at the same time, it's like, okay, I get that you're tired and you've been up with the baby because we just had a baby. Our our daughter was easy as hell. She just went to sleep at night. Like we went to sleep and there was there was no like no issues. But number two, son, uh, born right when I got my job at at the. Whoa, I almost said the company at the place I was working at. Um, when, <laughs> when that happened, he screamed. It was so hard. And I get women. I get it. I get it. It is so hard when you have two kids screaming and they need food and they need diapers and showers and 
doctors and mm-hmm. and I'm not home. I get I because I did it and I get how hard it was for me when 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 there was when I was taking care of the kids and I was the only one doing it. It was hard as hell. It was well, not and, and like with that, Orlando. I want to I want to say. Like, I am not really talking about specific chores. I'm not saying women should do all of this and men should only do this and this, right? Now, I like in, in our marriage, we, we do have a very traditional role in a sense that my wife's desire was to be a stay-at-home mom. That's That's what she wanted to do, right? And so... I know that in a lot of, especially like where you live, that that could be really freaking difficult, uh, like a one-income family kind of thing. But it was for us too, and we made major, major sacrifices to make it happen because that's how important it was to her. And so that doesn't mean that I demand she do all the dishes, but do you know what? I don't do any dishes because my wife's so freaking anal about how they're cleaned that she's going to clean them anyway, even if I try to. <laughs> so I get out of it. <laughs> I love, I Sorry, love your I crowd to. cheering. I had to. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, uh, like, I got to say, like, the, interjecting that, like, I, yeah, I, 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 get, I get what you're catching, and I'm I'm with you. Like, there's, I don't mean to, like, you know, I don't want to come home and not do anything, but I, there's just, I'm, I'm not good at certain things. I don't see them. Yeah. And we don't see the same thing. Like we, we don't, but like there's some things that I was Thanks, not innately taught to be good at. And it was not important for yeah. me to focus on as a young man growing up. I was taught to, okay, get a job at 15. Okay, make sure you mobile. Okay, make sure you on time. Okay, you're 15 minutes early because if you're not 15 minutes early, you're late. Like I was taught, like all the like all the military hard shit that you need to do because my dad was a military guy. All that stuff. That's what I was taught. I wasn't I wasn't taught to like. All right, you have to like make sure all your laundry is done, fold them, and then put them in the place that they belong every time. Like don't put them in different drawers because. Because that's not okay. Put them in the same drawer that they were in the week before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, what? I don't care about that. I just want my underwear. I don't care what drawer. It is just. It's, I there's don't, a I don't different. Even, I don't give a damn. Like who folds all their underwear? I don't get why that matters. I like. Hey, I, I just if when I was a bachelor, I put all my clean clothes from the lawn. I I, I had a washer and dryer in my little rental house when I was a bachelor. I like I'd, I'd wash my boxers and I'd put them in a grocery sack and put them by my bed and I knew those were clean and if they were unclean, uh, they they'd go on the floor, right? And so as man shit, as man yeah, shit, right I, there. I don't see what's wrong with that, but my wife makes sure like they have to be <laughs> folded and on the left side of this drawer, and that's the organizational, you know, she she advocates for this real you know organized setup in the dresser, and uh, that's why though. I'm not allowed to do laundry because I fuck it up. I, I put like different colors in the washer that's not supposed to go. Uh, and she don't like that. So she just does it all. And um, the part is, is that I take society. care of, I take care of, I take care of a lot of things that she never has to worry about. She don't have to take care of her car or the yard or, you know, taking garbage yet. She doesn't have to do all that. Um, I take care of that kind of stuff. You know, anyway, the point is, is, 
it's not that somebody needs to be doing more chores than the other. It's that the, they need to be balanced to whose talent matches whose talent and whose passion matches whose pa- passion and and just understand that this is a team and and that's what a marriage is. It's a, it's a team. It's not a uh, I'm a slave to the other or you're a slave to me or you know this this new age thing where um, everything is so equal that you're not seeing the beauty and the difference between men and women and understanding that those gender differences are what makes a marriage beautiful. That's it. I, I know it's controversial. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. What you just said is so controversial. I'm going to have to go and argue with my wife as soon as we get off this podcast. But, you should, man. Uh, Reminder who the man <laughs> in the house is. You tell oh, him. yeah. Good <laughs> luck with that. I will. You will. Do you want to have a podcast with me in the future? Because this will never happen again. Um, and I don't mean that, babe. I'm so sorry. I'm just joking. No. Um, but seriously, there is a huge difference in the expectations of the roles of men who are i don't even know how to word this because like there's a so this is a weird like i i know men who have been divorced and now are dating women who are their age who are also divorced who have this like still new age expectation so it's not even ages it's just like this whole societal like pressure and it, it's kind of like this is rick and morty episode where they have these fuck bots right and these fuck bots <laughs> There's Morty. Are Morty finds his fuckbot. Are you saying what? What kind of box are you saying? So what I'm saying is, men are from Mars and women oh, are from oh, Venus. Oh, okay. And I, I think I that is what's going to happen. Yep, is there's yep. going to be a point in time where all the men are on one planet and the women are so smart and just so genius, they're just like fuck it. Let's just send fuckbots this other planet where all the men are. We can be separate. Send fuckbots. Get the semen, have the semen come back to us. We'll have babies. All the boys go back to the planet. All the girls stay here. And we'll just keep the buck box going because this is the best way to have our society. And honestly, I'm just like, God damn, maybe we're getting closer and closer to that shit because I am having a hard time being like working the 12 hour shift and staying up all night and like cooking dinner and washing dishes and then waking up the next morning. Good. Like it's so, I don't know if that's what men do. All men do. I'm like, this is what men do. Men work, wake up at four, be at work at seven, get home by seven, then cook dinner, then put babies to bed, then wake up at night while babies wake up, then change diapers, then feed, then go back to bed, then wake up again at four to leave by four, 430 to then be at work at seven and do it all over again and then on the weekends you still have to wake up all night because the babies are awake and this is this crazy ass two-year-old who wants to ride horsey all the time man that's yeah, uh, you're stressing me out dude i i don't even i i think that um it's uh, first of all that's going to be super i don't know how a hunting podcast by the way got on this topic but um uh, <laughs> i dig it i dig it sometimes first of all i i don't i don't know how it would be having babies and toddlers when like my wife worked. So my, my wife didn't work. She was a stay at home mom strictly. And, and that's what we both decided would be best for the kids. Uh, not necessarily well, my best wife for me. at home right now too. Not, I, I can't, that I doesn't, can't that she's yeah. And, and that's, that's just not. our, our personal choice. It doesn't mean that we, we think, you know, differently of people that don't choose that, but for us, that's what we decided. And, and we found that that was best for the kids. Uh, that wasn't best for me. It wasn't best for her. It was best for the kids. So that, that was our decision. 
But what you were talking about, and I, I think what sometimes the interpretation or the or the perception of, of today's society kind of kind of starts pointing at is people look at marriage, whether they're in a marriage or about to get married or thinking about how dreadful marriage sounds, is they look at marriage like this adversarial um, relationship. Like, like it's, it's me against her or her against him. Like I'm a feminist and he needs to do all this, or I'm the man of the house and she needs to do all this. And, and it's this adversarial thing where they're, they're missing the point as to what the beauty of a marriage is by teaming up and, and, and playing on each other's strengths. So you don't, so, so when you're married, you don't have to be the strong one at every little thing, right? You need to be strong in the things that you're good at, and she needs to be strong in the things she's good at. And when you put those two together, it relieves some of your pains, it relieves some of her pains, and it strengthens the team, strengthens the team as a whole. And people, that, that's how marriages get so fucked up today, is people look at them like they're this big adversarial relationship, like like it's it's they're they're pitting shit against each other or they get competitive with each other who makes the most money who does the most chores who doesn't do as as many chores as i do who does this who didn't fold their socks right yeah you know uh, that kind of shit is what destroys marriages when if you just take that adversarial sense out of it and understand that men are men women are women it's cool to have different gender like roles it's it's okay like i know it's old-fashioned and controversial but fuck, it's worked for thousands of years. It's okay as long as you two see it as a team and 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 the uh, common goal that you're both looking to accomplish. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful big thing. Big uncle, so. big uncle, you over here, you over here talking about rules to games people ain't playing no more. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like I know. all I know. everything you're talking about is all stuff. No one, these are all TV shows that are expired. And no one's even even got the DVR for them no more. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's sure. not relevant because there's so much new relevancy now. There's so much in your face on uh, Fox News and on CNN and on Oprah and on whatever other show is out there. I don't know. Cause I don't watch TV. So forgive me for not being hip to what's on TV. Unless it's Randy Newberg. So, right? Unless it's Randy or any other <laughs> educational hunting show or yeah. even national geographics or the history channel or some kind of like, crazy ass oh my god i've been watching this show on netflix dude about these crazy ass meals in china and i'm about to make these bear dumplings oh my god bro hopefully god will allow me to shoot a bear and i'll be making these bear so i don't when i hunt shit i don't make shit that people eat i don't do that fuck that that's boring i'm still yeah, yeah whatever i've been having no fuck that i'm making some crazy ass schnitzel some steak diana some dumplings some some crazy ass uh uh broccoli sausage uh cheddar some like some 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 12 hour in the ground like i do crazy ass meals like i put a head in the ground and cook a fire on top of it for 12 hours and like that's what I did, and I ate the head, and it was okay. It wasn't like a bad. I didn't make a video on it because it wasn't really all that good. But I did it because I wanted to try it. But that's the kind of guy I am. I'm gonna make these crazy ass meals with this bear. I'm planning on hopefully allowing me to harvest. Hopefully the 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 timelines align, and I'm able to to place yeah. the bullet in the right place, and I can harvest this bear and recover the bear. But I I have dumplings in mind. I'm gonna age a hind quarter in butter and honey. Um, for 
Uh, I'm gonna try to do it, push it as long as possible. But I'm trying to go about six months. Mm-hmm. Try to push it uh, three to six months. But if I can push it six months, that's the longest. But at least three months, I'm gonna have this bear in a nice, cool freezer or refrigerator uh, with this. And it's uh, the unagi bag. It's like a freeze dry bag that kind of breathes a little bit. But I'm gonna stuff it with honey and butter. So it's like it's literally just gonna be. Butter honey age, wet, wet age bear hind quarter. Um, we'll see how that turns out. And um, yeah, that'll be good, man. I, I mean, I'm praying that it turns out how I imagine. I imagine the honey is going to help cure it. I'm going to freeze it first for 30, mm, 30 days after, yeah. I, after I get the bear. Yeah, I think freeze I, it. Go ahead. Go ahead. I cut you I'm off. I'm going to freeze it for 30 days and get rid of the trichinosis because after you freeze a bear for more than 20 days under sub 1%, one, one degrees. Uh, that trichinosis dies after 20 days. So I'm gonna freeze it for 30 days, thaw it out. Uh, honey is and that, butter, is milk. Is that like if you put if you put the bear meat in just a regular freezer for 20 days or whatever, it's gonna kill all the trichinosis? Is that what you're saying? That's or is that's it, what does it have to be one CDC of those sub zero thing? So uh, anything five and below. Uh, say that again. And anything below five is gonna okay. kill the bear for 20 days if it's in the freezer for 20 plus days. Okay, or or you That's you know cook it at the right temperature, which I can't remember. It's basically oh, the yeah. same or as you like cook pork. It, yeah, you know it's not that big of a deal, but yeah, um, one sixty, you're good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I'm pulling for you, um, man. But I'm I'm praying, I'm hoping. Um, I got some stuff for you guys. I'll I'll make some delicious meals for you, and we can do another another podcast in a couple of months. And I can we're gonna have to like we we got so off track on this. We and it, that's not a bad thing. We I mean we covered some <laughs> we covered some cool ground. I, I like I like some crazy ground. It, I didn't even finish about good. Randy. I just <laughs> yeah, it's good sometimes just to stray off the path and and you know just to have a couple of hunters jump on. That maybe you know we live in you live in this big like Oakland area right the the, the big kind of San Francisco metropolitan you know I live in everywhere a town, is everywhere right here I, I love it and, and and I live in a town of 500 people um I don't even live in in town my closest neighbor is a mile away dude and so I it's, mean I get weed and mushrooms delivered to my house if I wanted to like it, <laughs> that's that's where I live see, that's and, where and I live weed is still illegal legally in my state. legally yeah yeah weed is still illegal in in my state and so it's I I love having these two different worlds come together because we're 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 people that have very different backgrounds but we have the same passion right we we're hunters that's that's what that's what drives our our kind of like uh, that that primal spirit behind what motivates us to get out there and do this, and, and we gotta put meat in the freezer, cause I mean we out here trying to put meat exactly. in the freezer, just like you know anybody else, like you you anyone anyone else who goes out to the to the to the freezer and to the market supermarket the whatever, and you stock up on whatever you're stocking up on, cause mm-hmm. you basically doing what we doing, cause we just out here doing it like trying to put that yada in the freezer and we know what the <laughs> what the motherfucking thing was eating so it's the same thing your grass-fed grass-finished beef is the same motherfucking thing as this motherfucking elk that was fucking this cow right before we put a bow in it because the same thing mm. sir it's the same thing and i i switched between up so people can know what i'm talking about because it's, yep. it's real shit yep. it really is just real shit like it is what real you're shit, doing man. grass-fed grass-finished you can't beat what we're doing 
No, 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 none, none of that does, and and that, that's okay. I, I'm I'm not disparaging anybody that does, but I yeah, you know, don't disparage <laughs> us because we love we love our you know purely organic wild game meat, and that is what fuels us. And uh, it's it's just it's it's just cool sometimes to kind of break up, especially sometimes the uh, the rhythm of my episodes that we do on this show and. Uh, have somebody like you on and um because you did you kind of broke the rhythm right you uh, we, we talked about shit i've never talked about on on this show uh and the, the audience you know the folks that listen to my podcast they 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 know already where i stand on a lot of this stuff anyway but um yeah, this, I, I think this is going to be one of those conversations that's just going to help people put things into perspective and they can agree or disagree and uh, it's entertaining one way or the other, right? I mean, that, and that's one thing I, I knew when I reached out to you, Orlando. What, like, I'm like, hey, man, you want to come on the show? I knew one way or the other, the um, it was it's going to be an entertaining episode because you're you're one of those people uh, that you, you know how when you, say you're on Instagram or something, you're kind of scrolling, scrolling. You you scroll past a lot of shit, and but but when I see Campfire Evolution, I stop scrolling. I, I make sure I watch uh, because it's you're always doing something interesting. You're you're funny. You're entertaining, uh, and and it's it's uh, it's just been a ball getting to know you the last you know what we're, we've been recording here for two hours and ten seconds so far. Holy shit! So really? I, I apologize. Um, my, my wife is gonna be mad as fuck. Yeah, I'm, I'm letting you go. <laughs> I, I, we're, we're wrapping this up. No, right but now, I'm, so. I'm put like this right here. Come put like this right here. Look. Really, it comes down to there's a super huge commonality between all human beings. And mm-hmm. I think once we find that niche commonality, a lot of the stuff that like I do and I communicate is going to probably get looked past because you're not going to see me for somebody who's like talking like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm over here talking like, you know, blah, blah, blah. you're not going to see me as that person. You're going to see me as this person just chill and comfortable and talking because. I yeah. know how he is, and I know how this person talks, and I know that he's not this fucking ignorant mother. Like, I know this person, and I know that he's just comfortable, and I know that this is just him having fun hanging out with the boys, and that's really what's going to bring people together. I appreciate and love and respect everybody listening to this motherfucking podcast. We family out here, cousin. We are, America, yeah. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for reaching out and having a podcast with me because I am weird. I am different. And um, Randy's Randy's taking a leap of faith because this time on his show, the first time around, I was a little bit like nervous on his show. I was trying to be a little bit more reserved. I wasn't trying to like, uh, I ain't trying to scare so much of his viewers. But this time around, cause this is my episode and I'm rocking this Randy Newberg episode. We're going to be out here hunting bears, listening to motherfucking Stevie Nicks and motherfucking all kind of crazy ass 70 motherfucking like, you know, we're going to be going crazy dancing. <laughs> Mac Dre, Stevie Nicks, Andre Nicotine doing big things and hunting bears. And hopefully for you guys, I'll have some bear bacon, some age, uh, hind quarter, and I will have some um, dumplings, some, uh, a very, a very, very rest, super, I don't even know how to say it because it's going to sound crazy racist, but a recipe from a place in China that is a village in a place where if you watch the Netflix series um, Origins of Food, then you probably know oh, what I'm talking I've about. That's, that that's what I'm referencing. 
I, I haven't I haven't watched it. I've seen it in the little, Ooh. you know, you you open Netflix, it gives you a bunch of options or whatever. I've seen I've seen that uh, pop up. Anyway, cool. That that's good. That to know. gave me a, a dumpling recipe that I'm trying. A bunch of recipes actually that I'm going to try with this bear meat. I'm going to substitute with the whatever pork meat they use. I'm going to use the bear mm. meat for it. Uh, but hey, I love you. I don't want to take too much of your time because my wife's gonna kill me and chop my balls off if I don't if I hit you long <laughs> on this podcast. Uh, I I appreciate you, bro. Uh, we're cousins, we're family. You're my you're my uncle, my nephew, whatever. Uh, please have me on again. We need to actually meet up and you know put some meat on the fire together and have this have yep. an actual campfire evolution for real. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring you up to Idaho at one point and we're gonna go hunt some bear or oh or you're something. in Idaho. Yes, well, sir. What part of Idaho? Are you near Idaho Falls? Nope, I'm uh, way further north, man. I'm about 45 minutes south of Canada. Uh, I'm way up in the northern oh, Panhandle. So, uh, where we have we have both black bears, <laughs> we have black bears and grizzly up in my neck of the woods. So, um, wait, can you hunt them legally, both or? No, well, not grizzly. Bears? No, no, you can't hunt uh, grizzly anywhere in the lower 48. Uh, I'm about to eat a grizzly bear. That's my life goal. I'm well, they taste like bear. shit. You know, they they taste like shit. I don't care. But uh, I taste like shit to too. Be... They're gonna eat me. I'm gonna eat them. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good. I've never thought of it that way. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I see it. If you're gonna eat me, I'm gonna eat you, motherfucker. I'm gonna go that's fuck. Right. I don't that's care right. if it tastes like shit. I'm gonna smoke your ass with some onions and garlic and make it taste you as can good make as I them can. good. I know you can make. If anybody listening has a good grizzly bear recipe, send it in. Jim of the Western Huntsman. Dot com and let me know but uh, no orlando that, seriously this was a lot of fun man uh i i a lot of fun, a lot as of fun. as you said um, you're my brother from another mother down there i know you're uh, you're in california sometimes i've i've talked shit about california in the past sometimes <laughs> i talked shit about california too it's not it's yeah, not cuz of people him. like you it's not cuz <laughs> it's it's cuz you got like across the bay senator Weiner over there trying to ban bear hunting uh and, and stuff like that and so um, yeah, I'm, I'm serious. Let, let's get you back on the show. Cause we just kind of scratched the surface, uh, and keep in touch with your hunt with Randy, man. Uh, let me know, like text me if you get, if you get a bear down, um, I'll, I'll share all your shit. Uh, I'll share a picture I'm gonna be of honest. it or whatever. I'm not saying anything until he posts it publicly on YouTube, not fresh act plus. So you probably, if I'm, I'm going to be ghost, you, I might talk to you also, personally. Y- you yeah, might know, you, you might but yeah. like, I might not let the public know what's happening. So you might, you can hit me up personally, okay. and, and I'll and tell you. Okay, and just tell me, like, but, text yeah. me the picture and be like, hey, just between you and I, this is what went down. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, and I have, for I have sure, friends all sure. they they do that. They, you know, I have a lot of friends that do like content creation and stuff or whatever you call that. Right. So Anyway, but man. if you want to see what happens, you need to sign up for Fresh Tracks Plus on Ryan Newberg's website because you'll be able to find the day-to-day access, the day-to-day stuff. I'm bringing my camera, my personal camera, my personal gimbal, my personal uh, uh, GoPro. I'm filming stuff personally on my on me, and we're going to be putting it all on Fresh Tracks Plus. You're going to have a whole bunch of different views. It's going to be a different, a different, completely 100% different kind of Randy Newberg episode that you've ever seen because I'm making it so crazy, funkadelic. I'm dropping this, yada, that meaning, all this kind of shit. Y'all have a good night, good day, or whatever time you on your way to work, on your way going home, going to go have sex with your wife, going to go divorce your wife, whatever you're getting ready to go do. I love y'all. Y'all have a good day. Take it easy. I appreciate y'all. Thanks a bunch, Orlando. Check him out, guys, on Instagram at campfire underscore evolution. I believe that is that correct. Orlando, did I say that right? Is, it, is there an underscore? Oh, here's what it is, guys. It's camp underscore fire underscore evolution. 
Have a good one. You made it all the way to the end. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. We sure appreciate your support. This is Jim Huntsman signing off and reminding you to check us out at Instagram at The Western Huntsman and on Facebook at The Western Huntsman. And you can also check out the website at thewesternhuntsman.com. Thanks again. We'll see you guys next time. Stay Western, and I'll see you on the mountain.